Hello, hello. This is Nod Your Head and Listen, uh, kind of our Thanksgiving edition. Um, we are doing 1987's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Unlike Christmas, there's really not a whole lot to choose from for Thanksgiving, but thankfully this one is a classic in our household. We've watched it every year. And this year is an unusual one. We're going to get to watch it twice. We're going to watch it again in probably like 48 hours with the family all in person. But um, but yeah, so this is a podcast uh, devoted to kind of discussing movies. Uh, sometimes it's like silly things like the food that's mentioned in movies up to the more kind of more serious talking about strengths, weaknesses and messages. We discuss any movie, uh, any movies ranging from comfort horror to Oscar bait. And fair warning that we can spoil movies. Sometimes we assume that doing this, you have seen the movie and know a little bit about it. But to give a 10 second synopsis, Planes, Trains and Automobiles is uh, uh, Neil Page, who's Steve Martin, is trying to get home from New York to Chicago and things go wrong. He bumps, he bumps into this initially very annoying character named Del Griffith who's played by John Candy and they end up becoming unlikely friends or at least, you know, sidekicks in their mission to get home. And that's that. So unless I'm missing something major, that's a general synopsis. Um, the way we start is talking about dinner and a movie. Um, so any, any food that was mentioned during the movie and I had a couple play on words that I'm going to add at the end for what it's worth, but um, anybody want to is real confident with their first couple picks. Cause there was a, there was a lot. I feel like there's so many that if somebody wants to take like a, a handful, like there's an obvious scene that a bunch of yeah. rattled off. I feel like somebody could just take all those maybe. Uh, yeah. Brad, we, can you rattle, do it? we can rattle those Brad, off. You, you can have them, Brad. How about a nice hot dog and a beer, uh, coffee, milk, soda, tea, lifesavers, Slurpee. There we go. Got them like those have to, I think those have to all go together. I miss lifesavers actually. Oh, and I was like writing him as he was going. He, he talked so fast. Though. In your defense, I had I rewound it because I didn't want to miss any. So he Dang, does. Really he does rattle. I missed that. I had tea. In I think he even says like hot dog and a beer. How about just a nice beer? I, I think I think I put like hot dog and a beer slash just a beer then because I think he does say them separately. But obviously they're still all listed. But uh, okay. unfortunately, Martin doesn't take him up on any of those offers. He's, awesome. he's a little picky about what he he says yeah. <laughs> well, i actually have a question um what were what were they eating during the the noogie conversation i saw them having I, like a plate but i couldn't quite get it i wrote oh. spaghetti question mark because okay. it, i i they someone had something it looked like a pasta that was on a fork and it looked like meatballs but i i, I just i didn't same thing there was a couple of scenes in diners but if they didn't say the food and it yeah. wasn't a hundred percent sure i didn't want to include it because they named so many foods yeah, and there's so many. So that's uh, a good question because I wanted to write those down. Um, so at that, a, now at the house, they did. If you notice, they did show you a couple of things that looked like it was in a commercial. I'm sure y'all wrote those down when they took the turkey out of the oven and the pie out of the oven oh, and like held oh, yeah, it up yeah. to the camera. Oh, actually, I forgot. To, I forgot to. <laughs> I, the pie. I know. I kind of left off a lot of the obvious ones. To be fair, I was looking for like more obscure things. Well, I was just glad that. Uh, which by the way, I'll respectfully disagree. Maybe just because we, uh, with, with you saying there's not that many, because Mandy and I made a list one year. And we said there to are watch a lot. Some that, oh, you said there's a lot. Oh, my, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I said there's so many that I tried to go more obscure than 
And oh, I'm no, no, I meant there's the... not that many Thanksgiving movies. And I was saying oh, we actually oh. made a list one year and watched like oh. uh, Beethoven show Beethoven. They show uh, Beethoven, uh, I think, eats a Thanksgiving turkey. And then obviously there's Rocky. There's Nobody's Fool, 1994 with Paul Newman, the 2002 Spider-Man, Brokeback okay, Mountain. But those don't hold a candle to the long list of Christmas movies, I think. Was I didn't say that. All point. I said was there's actually a decent – th- and I'm just getting April. started on the, on the selection of Thanksgiving okay. movies. I'm sure I'm forgetting – there's Thanksgiving. Yes, we're gonna have to do Thanksgiving. Well, horror, Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving. I'm out. actually I'm seeing that tomorrow. Um, nice. Yeah, so we'll have to. We could have chosen that one, but we went with our with the classic. But um, the ice, I, the ice storm, which I watch most every year, directed I'll by Ang Lee. Awesome. What did you have? Year, but, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Chicklets. <laughs> and and the what, same. What else same, was on the? What else? Was I know. I don't want to take two though. If I can, yeah. If I can go take ahead, two because I was going to take kind of a whole scene as well. If that's okay. That's, I cracker, feel like it's Cracker Jack. Unless I'm missing something else. That was is that? that I'm trying to think of what scene that is. I didn't have those either. To be that's honest. the back in baby's arms, like the when yeah, oh. when the when the oh yeah, yeah, shows yeah, yeah, yeah it shows yeah, yeah, they're yeah, on yeah, the dresser. That's right. That's right. That's right. Before they get to them cuddling. Yeah. So all right, then I'll go. Again, I'm just going to list off a few things that were in the scene. Uh, Doritos, rum, amaretto, tequila, potato chips that are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Potato chips, they're everywhere. Uh, yeah, I was under, yeah, I had a feeling. I broke potato chips. I'm gonna I feel like this is a better way to do it because you can kind of rattle off a lot if it's like a, if it's a, a lot in a, a scene instead of just doing one by one by one by one. Because that, between what Brad said and that one, knocked out most of the stuff I have now. So I think I have a couple more, but Brad. I else? have a uh, ambrosia. Oh yeah. I had that one too. I don't remember why I had that. I, I know what it is cause it's disgusting, but I don't remember who says it. Like I wrote it down that I don't remember where Edie McClurg says it. The, the, the oh, marathon car rental that's, agent. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's like that weird, like marshmallowy, jelloy stuff. And then, then it really, I feel like it's a really gross. I, part of like, me wants dessert. to make it just like try to find a, a, a good I version. Think it's, I think it's really bad. I'm gonna make it just to put the pressure on you to enjoy I mean, it. Jello, I'm, 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 gonna I'm have, pretty sure it's Jello and marshmallows are two ingredients. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my son make it together and be like, try it, Uncle Eric. If he makes it, I will try it. If you make it, I'll. Oh. If he makes it, dang it! Could you oh, not? Man, say I don't my, know. I you want to just say his social security We've said it number multiple too. times. We've said it other episodes. I thought we. What is it in Family Guy? Here's a school schedule and a list of his fears. I took it out one episode, but there's been other times we said it. I feel like since then we've been now that we're bringing it up, I can I can take it out pretty easily. Brad prefers his choice, but I think it's fine. I know. I try not to. I promise. But um, I I'm gonna go with this is back to back. Not that's a terribly exciting notice noticing, but. Uh, with Back to the Future, this is two time two moves in a row with a uh, cereal at a diner. So I did diner food, but uh, Steve Martin's eating yeah. something for us. I had cereal. diner breakfast as well. I think the only the other thing I had was, I think this is the same the baby's arms scene, but it was uh, pizza and then shaking up beer. I guess technically the night before, mm. and they don't ever actually show the pizza, but he did. They ordered pizza, and that's when they he claimed or he accused Dell of robbing him. You could also include uh, a brownie with uh, a woman's hair in it if you want to include a deleted scene. I don't know if that counts or not. Oh. Uh, that was on the version that used to come on TV. Um, hmm. You could also say uh, crescent rolls and um, cranberry, or like cranberry sauce, because she said, you know I can't cook. Oh, um, yeah. 
it's funny. I, yeah, I didn't catch any of the stuff that she said when it came to food. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edie McClure, Edie McClure. I know that I know that scene is a little bit divisive, but I'm like, she to me, she's the best part of it. I agree that does a good job. Maybe it's not the funniest part ever. I still think Steve Steve Martin being so mad and ranting is funny, but Edie McClure just standing there and then getting the final punchline, I think is a funny part. But anyway, Edie McClure was so funny. She's so annoying with the the finger up and she just, I don't know, to me, she sold that part really well. But anyway, what was Steve Martin like planning on her doing? Like, he, she, even if she was like, she, what could she do without any sort of documentation of a rental agreement from his part? Could you have, could she have looked she, on her computer? I'm guessing. I yeah, she that. probably should have been in 1987. Able... I immediately saw the answer to that. I was like, oh yeah, computer, a digital. If he had, she should have been able to get him a car. She should have been able to look it up, but it I think the way question, he berated her. No, no, it wasn't a silly question. I'm just saying, I'm guessing if he had treated her politely and respectfully, she probably could have been able to she find would have probably it. Should, it out. shouldn't. It Why shouldn't, did he yeah. lose his rental agreement? That was, like, he threw, he threw, that? He he threw it. He got mad. Like, that. That's then that's your own fault at that point. Like, it is, but it shouldn't also, have she could probably look it, it up in the computer, but yes. Yes. But why would she why would she help him at that point with how rude Oh, I agree. Been? Yeah. He was, I, I think she did the I, right I thing in that him. case. I would have said exactly what she yeah, said. Yeah, you look actually. for any excuse not to help them. <laughs> and if they don't have that, you'd be like, yep, yeah, too bad. But um I have six That's more all technically, I but dang. But some I of them like, are some no, some of them are play on words, like I'm, okay. I'm stretching the dinner in a movie a little bit, but just rattle them off them. And my, is it my turn? Oh. Brad, well, I'm gonna go. I don't have any more. No, I, th- I think I said I have one more, but I'm, I'm gonna, I hope Austin says the other one. I'll be well, curious. I was just imagining if we were having ever having like a planes, trains themed party, Brad's uh, wife, Amanda. Uh, Mandy was always really good at like, coming oh, wow. up with like. <laughs> Where does she work? And let's see, what else do you want to oh give away? About? I can't say her name either. I mean, um, you said her full name and her nickname. And do you want to give her maiden <laughs> name? Uh, and. <laughs> She uh, she does a really good job with like hosting and, and the food and such. So I was thinking, what what kind of play on words nice. could we have with it? Yeah, I was like, I'm sure she wife would be uh, okay <laughs> with Brad's wife um, with being called by her name rather than Brad's wife only. But uh, anyway, um, actually, I think all of mine are play on words now. So I have a slab of meat with mittens. Um, oh, that well, that is a good one. Good. I thought. I thought. Obviously, yeah. If you're just putting stand a, like, there like a slab of meat with mittens. Yeah, he, say, like, he says he's so rude to that guy. <laughs> that guy yeah. looks so pleasant at first, and it turns so quickly. Um, and then, of course, if you're, I'm getting imagining a display of food at so and so's house, uh, Brad's, and yeah, the house. Uh, and it says uh, almost almost crush your head like a, and then have slices of melon. Yes, um, I'm glad you wrote that one down. Nice. I, I wrote down melon, and I was like, I, I put the rest of it there. I, I put melon amongst it, and then put like in parentheses. What are you doing? Almost crushed your head like a <laughs> melon. Your Hope, melon. Hoping somebody else would write melon. Well, I have that. four more, Brad. But so if you want to go ahead, I've, all of mine pretty much are like. No, Austin, I, I only jumped in because I'm so pleased that you wrote melon because I love the way John Candy said that. I'm like, that's that <laughs> would be a good head. visual. It'd be like yeah, you'd have to like, crush like, the melon too, to, like on the table. You'd have to like yes, slice like, it. Have to be all, almost how Steve Martin's head ended up. <laughs> um, and then a, a big whopper with uh, griddle marks on my. Uh, <laughs> bottom yeah and uh, obviously you would call that john candy's ass and you would serve yeah. it <laughs> um uh a shower curtain onion rings was my play on words i thought that's pretty uh, good yeah pretty um, good like and that. you play with your meat balls a lot 
<laughs> and, and and on top of that, actually, I just thought of one now. You could have like chicken fingers because he wants a few extra pair, a few extra fingers, and an extra set True. of balls or whatever he says. Balls that was, that was, it was a good. It was a good delivery. I like his Larry Bird reference. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, your wife could also have a picture of Larry Bird above it. Once we have this, uh, this <laughs> planes trains uh, one, and then my last one is pretty actually boring. But uh, Brad, go. Uh, actually, we already mentioned it was just turkey. No, actually, I, I'm done. Austin, go ahead. And oh, okay. I kept home. thinking you had more, but yeah, Bring I'm done. Home. I just had turkey for like a yeah, obviously tr- traditional. The only one I think I really missed was the pie coming out when he uh, of the oven. Because and... I couldn't tell what kind of pie it was. It looked like it maybe like maybe cherry or. It was uh, probably a cherry pie. It looked like some pie, sort of fruit pie. But was, I, just, I put turkey and pie from com- from a commercial, or it looks like it's from a commercial. Yeah, they, they definitely they definitely like things. take it out and pause by the camera and then keep, and then keep going. Yeah, they definitely do that. I mean, it's I mean it's on purpose. No, I I, I wasn't making fun of the movie. Like it, it definitely I know, was I know. supposed to, it was supposed but to be like him like envisioning the perfect Thanksgiving with yeah. his family. Like I'm not. It was exactly. not a negative thing. I just thought, but it's still funny when it shows it. That's all I have too. Um, I, sp- I just remembered and noticing, so I'm going to type that real quick. But uh, Brad, behind I think you started, uh, you started the food. So Eric, you can do it behind the scenes. Um, I think I only had one. Um, the spit in the hand part was not scripted. That Hughes huh. told Owen to do that to catch. So his uh, reaction be authentic. So <laughs> I I mean I always like that scene anyways. He does do a good job of like he just kind of turns his head slightly like mm, makes us Yeah, and they don't they don't like change the camera to get the uh-uh. punchline of a joke. It's like yeah. so subtle of just like it's subtle you, you can almost it miss right it. Out, way it's, right it's way funnier that way because you could yeah. e- you could easily miss it. Yeah. So but that's yeah, that's all I have. Uh I can go next. Uh the the black eye from uh that Dell has at the end of the movie is obviously not seen we don't see why how he has yeah. the, the black eye but i assume this was from this because i'm sure we all know that there was like a ton of footage that was not used for the movie um but it was from a deleted scene that the i believe it was an it was an oshkosh the semi-truck driver that he said hey the the driver's a little you know scared or whatever of having people up in the front apparently there was a deleted scene where the driver of that semi punched dell huh. hmm. But did he have a black eye when he said that? I thought by that point he did because Oh, you definitely can see him with a black eye toward the end. I know, the but la- when he's the... saying when he's saying oh. we're not, where are we gonna sit then? Like that scene where he's that was the saying last the guy's scene, a little skittish. Much. I mean it was did he have like, a black you know eye at that point? I, mean, like, I don't think he did. I mean the, I think he, I think he only there's can like see two it minutes left in the, in the movie bus at that point. station. Yeah, he has it in the actually, yeah. Does he have it in the bus station? Yeah, he does. That when he Steve there, walks yes. up to him and he and he confronts him. Oh, about that's not right, that's right. Because that's before to, they go. To they train. would cut that out, yeah. given that he's going to have a black eye. Like, just don't give him a black eye then, or like go back. I guess you have to go back and reshoot that. But I don't or know. Or do like a yeah post whatever like dubbing of like between scenes. Hey, like yeah, the guy gave me a yeah. Know, just say, oh man, yeah, that guy really and, got you. Boom. Yeah, boom. like whenever they're now showing you know the what exterior happened. of the semi truck, you'd be like. Yeah, they could easily make a joke. They could have made a joke about all the frozen stuff back there, and they could have put the frozen stuff on his eye. Like, I don't know. There was, come on, John Hughes. Yeah. It's um, weird that they cut that. But uh, yeah, um, Brad, go ahead. I have three more. So, but we'll, we'll actually, just... I didn't write a ton, but all all kind of a part one and two of noticing and wondering was like y'all probably know this, but the original cut or like there's a cut out there somewhere which we'll probably never see that was like three hours that had like a whole subplot that you can see 
pieces yeah. of where uh, Steve Martin's wife is thinking that he's having an yeah. affair. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I always thought it looked strange at the end where she looks like she has like this connection with John Candy and she has, she says, hello, Mr. Griffith. And you're like, why does she say it like that? But it's because she's so relieved that, that Del Griffith is a real person. So and I was so emotional about him being home when it wasn't like he was gone for months. I mean, I know it was like, I don't know. Right. But, but, <laughs> but, but her being so emotional because he's back and Del Griffith is there in a real person. So uh, I thought that was interesting having, but I'll get into more of that because I have a couple thoughts on notice things, but then for trivia, I just, um, you know, the, the fact that it was cut down to an hour and a half, and actually was a coherent and really good movie is impressive. Um, and apparently Steve Martin joined um, after really liking two scenes that he read in the script. And apparently two of his favorites were the seat adjustment scene, which I always thought was fine, but not one of my favorites. And the F word tirade, which is a pretty mm-hmm. divisive scene. So to me, not, not that I dislike either one. I think the F word part is funny. Uh, the seat adjustment scene is okay, but I just found it interesting that, out of all the scenes people really yeah. like, he, he found two that are kind of middle of the road, or at least yeah. people, yeah. some people love the F word scene. I think it's funnier <clears throat> than most do, but I just thought that was kind of interesting that he found two that were certainly not most people's favorite. So anyway, just kind of an interesting tidbit that that's what sold Steve Martin on the movie. Maybe that's maybe because he knew it would play into his strengths because like the, the like seeing it on, on a script of like the physical comedy that he could do with the seat, the seat and the all the potential of a guy on his you know the last straw was a mile ago and he's lost you know he's lost any you know whatever any filter for his anger all the physical because he like again it's like steve martin can is both like usually that kind of the straight man but also obviously has those moments of like animated goofiness or whatever um, and maybe he just saw those two and were like, yep, there's a lot of potential there. But I agree that both of the scenes are like, huh. And after seeing the execution of those scenes, I don't, I, my guess is neither of those scenes are on any of our uh, epic moment or uh, epic um, iconic or best moments, but we'll see. But yeah, I agree with Brad on that. Um, mine yeah, was I, like just, I said, uh, not disagreeing with them, just, just interesting, but yeah, I, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean, Austin. Uh, because he but, is funny when he, when the seats fall forward and he's, and he's getting pushed into the windshield, it's funny, but it's just not hilarious. I think anyway, we'll get, we'll get into that later, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Originally in the ending, they were going to have Dell follow Neil home and rightfully they realized that would kind of burn any sort of progress that the characters oh. have made so far. Um, but then, yeah, I have two more, Eric, you said you were done. Yeah. I only had that All one. Right. Brad bounce back. That's all, that's all I had. I just had those couple of notes. I have a couple, I have a decent amount for wondering or for wondering. Yeah, so do I. I have more wondering. Um, than anything. Well, I bet both, you know, and I'm pretty sure Brad knows this one, but shot the shots of Neil when he's on the kind of the L train in Chicago. Um, Oh yeah. Thinking, thinking back, that was actually supposedly not in the script. And some people, I, I have a hard time believing this, but some people say that it was actually like he, he thought he was in between takes and they were secretly filming him. But, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people really, I don't know. Uh, they don't seem, I, don't, I have a hard time believing that, but maybe I, that's just me. But uh, but I do believe like it was right in his face. But yeah, I know. It's like, obviously you could zoom in and all that, but I feel like he probably knew it seemed, but they, they said that was where his actual expressions that like he was making, like he I went from serious to kind of smiling on that. But the, the fact wow. that it wasn't in the script, but uh, then I think it personally ended up being like one of the best scenes at the end of really, Anyway, I won't go into that when it comes to strengths and weaknesses. 
Um, does anyone know what duo could have been the duo instead of Candy and Martin? Or, or I I saw it. I don't remember. Brad, do you have uh, a? Let's. I'll I'll guess. I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'll guess Walter Matthau and uh, and oh. uh, Jack Lemon. I was gonna so, guess uh, just Hoffman. and a grumpy old man uh, on trains. Uh, well, no, that that that's but that's a genius and honest guess because uh, I have no idea. I didn't see this. I feel like they would have done well with it. I mean, they they were they were a good they were a great pair. They worked a ton. Well, one of the actors was, was it, making well, one it? one of the actors was making a movie at the time about a boy that goes to a carnival or whatever and turns into a man overnight. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks was would supposed he, to be. One I guess of he would have been. The straight man but probably and the second one i can't imagine this i can't think it's gonna be two, the john candy this yeah the next guy was in a famous disco movie in the late 70s early 80s i think but um but now was considered a uh, box office poison he's a well-known scientologist um, tom hanks and john travolta yeah john travolta i was like i don't john think they would have had great chemistry john travolta and, would not have been able to do dell no whoever was supposed I, to I, do I, I think uh lemon and meth would just because they work so well like they were the odd couple they was, were grumpy like Chris Farley would be the only other one I could say would do Dell, and I don't remember if he was alive at that point. Not more when he passed. Yeah, he away. was. Oh, oh. I don't, I don't know if he would have been years later. It was this was eighty seven. He died. He might have been too young at that point then. So I don't know. But, but, I, but like, Chris if you took Chris Farley in his peak, he, I think he could have. He maybe could have done a. He would have done a good job with it. If they remade it, which I thought that was supposed to be happening, and it was like not going to be called that or like, anything. It wasn't like Will Smith or someone. I don't know. But, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll probably end up being. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. Um, um hopefully they won't because they don't but whatever well that was it, pretty it, it'll get just, don't uh, travolta with, was travolta will. was already considered box office poison at the time um which is interesting because I, I remember knowing that uh or hearing that pulp fiction because you don't think much about it now even though john travolta is not like a huge actor now or anything but like um but like pulp fiction was not like like it was kind of like a comeback for him uh being in like a relevant well-received movie after i don't know what movie bombed after he did saturday night fever and staying yeah, alive Greece. and, and yeah. uh blowout um or blow was it is that, was that the right pretty, one? if you've ever heard of the movie greece that was a pretty big one austin okay i did forget that one because i've never <laughs> seen it um greece got it um <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm messing with you You can't remember everything but no our because uh tarantino is definitely good with like the career resurgences like travolta Got his first Oscar nomination. Samuel L. Jackson, his only Oscar nomination. Pam Greer had kind of a resurgence after uh, Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Robert Forster kind of had a career comeback and his only Oscar nomination. And oh. then, like, uh, if you look later on, obviously, Christoph Waltz, only two nominations and his only uh, win or his wins. Uh. Wins. Um, mm -hmm. And then what was it? Uh, um, I'm blanking on her name. I, 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 it's right there. She's going to be in Fargo and like an Jennifer hour. Jason Lee. Thank you. Her only nomination was for the Hateful Eight. Uh, so anyway, like he's Tarantino has several where like their only nominations or their and or their first nomination was in a Tarantino movie. So he's definitely good about like bringing people, uh, you know, either like a resurgence or like you know getting a getting a best performance. Critic wise, well, yeah, he's, a, he's pretty a, good with his actor. casting, but uh, so yeah, actually, all that all that to say, Samuel or uh, or John Travolta was kind of like the first one that he that he did. He has a good track record of that over the years. It seems like there's other people started. to choose from. That it seems like a weird duo, but um, but uh, but yeah, yeah uh, Eric, you want to start noticing? Sure. Okay. Um, 
I thought it was, a, I'm just going to go from the beginning of the movie because that's how I wrote him down. Seemed like it was a really, really late decision to delay the flight because he was running late. I felt like they called a delay on it within a minute of it supposed to be taking off. Like maybe that was just oh, for yeah. dramatic effect, but like they put the delayed as he's arriving late. Like that should have been, if it was a weather related, they should have delayed that half an hour, an hour ago. That's a good point. Yeah, they do a slide. That, is, that, is, that is true, but it was based on a, a real life incident that John Hughes went through. So you know he's going to make it as annoying as possible. First of all, well, you're yeah. right. But John Hughes, you know, he's going to make it as irritating as possible. Because honestly, that he should have been almost more relieved in, until it turned into like a massive uh, delay. But if it was delayed half an hour, he's like, oh, great. Now I'm, I can have relax. time to kill a little bit. Yeah. He was, he was mad that his friend was right about, you'll never make the six. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also, I'm curious how, what I, I would love to know what his story was. Did he get to stuck in New York? I know. Why, time? why did he not run into he his had a friend later flight the airport? So yeah. Did he not see his friend when he got there later for the later flight? I don't know, but we never see him again. Um, I would have loved to hear, sequel, yeah. I would love to hear the uh, explanation from the flight attendant because she was, had quite the attitude. I mean, he, he was not nice to her either, but he paid for a, First class, like what? The, nothing changed. Like he should have still had a seat. Like I would love to hear her explanation. Obviously, you get the funny line after of "Oh, here, there, anywhere, whatever." Like it's a funny scene, but I he was too mean to her. But I get why he was mad. He paid for a first class seat, and you just bump him with no explanation. Like that's his seat. He paid for it. Who took it? I I, want, Look, I, I, more... I assumed either that guy that she was given the seat to, or she was just in the process of giving seats away and so or not maybe not her but like they like had just nothing they, they had made an error unless they like switched to a smaller plane like i just wanted i just want an explanation because it was maybe they had to switch to a different plane or something but if it was the same exact flight just delayed then nothing seat wise should have changed so oh oh yeah yeah i'm not yeah yes you're i'm correct. just saying I'm again just... he was he was rude like he was to most people in this but he had a point and she was also rude back to him and he, he deserved at least an explanation. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, ex yeah. this happened. This is why you're now sitting here next to Dell. Oh, no, she was, yeah, she was oh. awful. But uh, like so many other things, it wouldn't have been funny or, you know, it would have been less frustrating if she said, I'm so sorry about that. We overbooked. Here's what we can do. But I, I thought that they were trying to drive it home mm. with uh, her boyfriend or whatever, her yeah. guy that she I, again, knew I, coming it, by. It, it I, I was guessing they just when, did stuff like that. When he like kisses her on the cheek and then, oh, here, there, anywhere. Like, it's funny, but he still deserved an explanation. I was like wondering if it was maybe a deleted scene or something of they just, they cut out the beginning part of her saying, this is why you're getting bumped. Anyways, it was just something I noticed and was curious about. Um, This, because I couldn't put it under quotes because it's not a quote, I included just how much I love Dell looking back when he's laying on the bed after their big fighting guy <laughs> looks back. Like, looks like I a just, little kid. That, yeah, he's like, hey. like <laughs> just, he still like, cracks me up every time, but no, no lines. So I figured I'd include it in the general notes. Um, am I doing all these or are we doing oh, go ahead. Go okay? I don't have like that much. Um, it Mitch from Dazing and Fuse, was he the guy, the kid that robbed them? It sure looked like it. Oh yeah, he did kind of have that similar Lentz, hmm. uh, Tim Lincecum. Although that look. would make sense because he was older in this movie, and Days and Confused came out later. Days and Confused is in 1976, so maybe it does add up. Okay. <laughs> if I was out the um, where was my where did I leave off? Oh, Better. Uh, I love I just love how Dell. Anytime he talks about like he's his job is to sell shower curtain rings. 
and he always brings up that they owe him a favor. I'm like, no, you just <laughs> on a, there was a basic transaction. Like, why do they owe you a favor? You actually ripped them off. If anything, if, yeah. if he sold, like he did I know, in I know, one scene, I noticed so that why Although when his defense, everyone he talks to likes him. He, he's I know, very but, just, I but, but no, funny. you're right. It is fine. Yeah, my buddy owes me a favor because he owes he, me a favor. You're, you're just business associates. Like it doesn't, he doesn't owe you a favor. I just maybe get like a really that. good discount. And he's like, Hey, next May, time. Maybe so. But again, going by the one scene we see him selling, it seems like he's ripping people off. The Daryl strawberry autographed. Yeah, exactly. Earrings. <laughs> yep. Um, I feel like okay. The last two things I have, I want to save to the end because it's kind of discussion points. So okay, I, I have one question, but um, I, 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 yeah, I, I might have questions for you guys. Maybe they'll be the same question. I noticed. Oh, did y'all did y'all watch all the way to the very very end? Like I mean, I, no, I, didn't, I didn't wait. The, the post credit scene. No, Not I don't think boss, so. No. Oh, I, I was just curious. So I just noticed uh, they have the post-credit scene where it shows the boss, and he's still looking at the like the marketing yeah. stuff for like from oh, the meeting. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember beginning. that. Yep. The main reason I said that was I noticed this time that uh, it looks like they recycled the props, like the perfect-looking pie and the perfect-looking turkey. They looked identical. It looks like they just recycled the turkey and the pie oh. that they show come out of the oven, and he has it sitting on his table. Oh, okay. um, I mean, I know turkey and pie look similar, but like the it, yeah, like yeah. This, the stuffing and stuff that was in the turkey, it looked like they just like why would they get a different one yeah. for that yeah. scene if, you, if you're in the props department? But it definitely it definitely looked like they just used those again and recycled. And Thirty six years later, probably five people have noticed it. Um, and, yeah, but so and I've all not times I've watched it, I've never noticed it. So I've, ne- I've never looked for it, but because yeah. but because I was looking for food because I was hoping I could see what he was eating as oh. his regular meal. And I'm like, oh, he's got turkey and pie. Wait a second, it'll definitely look like the same like cherry or whatever pie and the turkey had the same stuffing looking stuff um uh it, it was definitely interesting to look because i think it was last year or the year before that we watched that video where i watched the video like the the behind the scenes on the longer version uh you could hear it in her voice and it was interesting to watch the wife's reaction to neil updating her on the trip but like when he calls one of the earlier times she's like what's going on neil like you can definitely tell that she's playing the part of suspicious wife um once you know that but i definitely noticed it more when she said the what's going on neil line um which again makes the ending a lot more i think uh, i think you were the one who pointed that out to me at one point and it might have been years ago but i definitely noticed it way more watching it this go around that that was like a subplot that I thought it yeah. was still technically part of it. They just don't ever actually say it. I didn't realize they cut half the movie out. Um, right. But yeah, it is, it's definitely noticeable once you realize that, that she's so, yeah, somewhat, way somewhat more like I, irritated. Yes. By, like, he can't control that he's stuck in like, it's right, weather. She's like, like what, what does a snowstorm in Chicago have to do, do with, with Wichita? Like, where you, where you're dr- spending like, the night with it. You're spending the night with the, like the way she's like, you're yeah, spending yeah. the night with someone you just met. Like, Oh, yeah. Dell Griffith. Like a lot of it doesn't make, yeah. but someone put a really good video together on YouTube that I found a while back. Anyway, um, also thought it was interesting that he doesn't say this specifically, but like, uh, even though Steve Martin, even though he doesn't get visibly annoyed, I just thought it was funny that Doobie takes the scenic route, which is obviously costing him even more money because Steve Martin had agreed to pay for the cab. And then Doobie's like, oh, the interstate, all you can see is interstate. And he's like, yeah, he's proud of this town. You're like, I'm paying for this <laughs> stupid cab. I don't want Doobie yeah. to take the scenic route. I yeah. want to get to the Braidwood Motel 
point A to point B, yep. straight line. I don't want the scene about, but I just like that they don't actually make it, they don't say anything about that. It's actually one of the things that clearly annoyed uh, Neil, but they don't actually say anything. I just like that little extra detail of like, here's more money he's having to pay because he's offered to pay for the cab and they never say anything, but it's just like one more, one more little thing to piss him off. Um, and also I liked thinking about this, even though they never specifically say it either, but I just like to imagine now, every time I watch it, I'm going to be able to visibly, I'm going to be able to see, uh, Dell's hypoallergenic pillow in his trunk because he specifically mentioned how he carries an extra pillow. Cause he's got, he's got to have a special, oh. a special hypoallergenic yeah. pillow. And that's probably one of the reasons why he's got to have that huge trunk that he lugs around. So I just now, like now, whenever I watch it, I'm going to, I mean, I know, I know again, it's a movie. I know it's not probably actually in there, but whenever he's like, I'd switch pillows with you, but I have to carry this special pillow around. <laughs> like in my mind now, I'm just going to assume and give the movie full credit. Dell's got his hypoallergenic pillow in that trunk and almost no other belongings. It might, it might have. I just love also, that attention. <laughs> you bring up a good point though, in that scene, if he's using a special pillow, but he spilt beer on uh, Steve Martin's, there should be a third pillow that came with the room that is probably tossed on the floor since Dell's using his own. So he should have offered him like they should have been able to use that one. I That's true. I guess I, I thought Steve, I thought he had two that he was using, but maybe, maybe not because I thought they were really small, but maybe that's, I might be remembering be. when he shows uh, his wife, maybe she, cause I, I do like the cutaways. And then um, also another thing that I noticed that I thought was really good. I love the use of, I mean, we always laugh at a couple of these for sure. I love the use of music, not just the sweet undeniably 80 soundtrack but the use of music is like a punchline like they'll uh like when it shows the single bed and it does like the Tracky, you know like the, like the little but like like the, the little punch of the soundtrack which obviously i'm doing a horrible job mimicking but in my head it sounded perfect and then when i did it i regretted <laughs> it immediately but like it does it's like the little the little 80s sound but like it'll yep. It'll show the set, then like it cuts all the way back over slowly to John Candy, and then the camera pans away, but it does like the little sting or you know whatever the sound is. But I love that they use that um, when it shows the small towel in the in the bathroom. It does like a little sound effect, but like it's more like a musical sting or Austin or Eric, y'all might know what I'm trying to say here. But like it does like a little sound effect, but it's more like a musical cue or musical whatever. Um, mm but they use music a couple of times that I noticed it specifically with um, when, when Dell is steering and he's like, and it's like, bum, 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 bum. It's like, oh, these, yeah, like yeah. these, like these little goofy sound effects of like oh, Dell yeah. steering when Owen, uh, when Owen spits, when he's like, every time he's like making a, every time uh, Owen's taking a footstep, uh, another step, uh, they make another sound, the small towel. But like, I definitely noticed it a, a, different, a few times here because once I noticed it in the, in the hotel room, when it would uh, cut away to the single bed and they were noticing how uncomfortable they had just become, I noticed they did a really good job of like, yes, you don't have to do it. There were, they were funny parts anyway, but they did a good job of not totally overdoing it. And I know that's kind of a cheat and kind of a version of using a laugh track, but I felt like it was done just enough where it wasn't in your face, but it was just like a little funny way to like add to the, 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 the uh, visual that we were getting, but I noticed that it was, that it was a, uh, and plus it was only three or four times in the movie. So I thought that was well done. That's all. That's all I got. 
uh, for noticings, uh, did do you guys notice what time it was on his fancy watch at the at, at the at the meeting uh, when he's when he kind of mouths that he's not going to make it? Actually, no, and I probably should. I have. did. I know. I, I know didn't what, write it down. I know it was worse. Got to be realistic had. enough for him to make a six o'clock flight. It would have been hard yeah, to tell. Guess? I always noticed that it would be hard to tell time because there's there's no there's no numbers on his watch. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because Eric already got it right. It was four forty-five. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, that was guessing purely uh, off. If he's worried about making a flight in New York, having to get to the airport, I know security wouldn't have been as bad back then. But still, that's it. Probably takes you an hour to get to the airport just through traffic. You had to negotiate with the lawyer guy after doing oh, the yeah. bacon. And he still got there on time. Te- I mean, he, yeah. He well, he got there like at five fifty-nine, didn't he? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. He. Technically speaking, or I think the, the door would have already been. been. I think the door would already been shut, and they would have been. Yeah, he would have missed it if they had taken. It was four forty-five before he even had the conversation with Ferris Bueller's dad about the gloves and everything, and then goes down. And True. then, yeah, he probably has the bacon stare down. off. Then has the lawyer. Then trips, and then it was probably, probably five by the time he was down on. The oh, I'm surprised nobody guy. said that. We should have a plate of Kevin Bacon. I thought about doing a play. Actually, I really didn't think about doing a play on words with that, but I, yeah, I was like, I already had like four that were like the the un, the shower onion rings or whatever. But um, did he, did anyone notice the Seinfeld cameo at the end of the movie? Um, well, there was another Seinfeld cameo, but I know we've talked about that one before. Uh, well, the driver of the cab is Kramer. Oh, dude, well, okay, yeah, cab. sorry, a less obvious one because they okay. don't have they don't actually ever move. Um. Yeah. Know. Does any what Brad? You're wait, sorry. You know who it is, Brad? Uh. No, well, I want you to give us a clue. At the, at, I, well, at the end of the movie, like the we're, oh we're, oh uh, it's George's boss, right? Yeah, it's Wilhelm. Yeah, he has hair and it's uh kind of a reddish blonde almost. Okay. So he's in he's in like a red sweater, which yeah yeah he does he doesn't have oh, a line. Okay. But Wilhelm. Okay. Well, there. that was see. I sound like I was talking about the same person. Did y'all? Did y'all notice? We talked about this before, but it's been a while. Did y'all notice who Dell's wife was? She's only in a picture, obviously. Oh, I remember you telling me this. I think it was you that said that. Uh, oh, it's um, yes, yes. Uh, she's been she signed a couple times. She's the one that has the son that doesn't the have... the a, a bastard the, child. Perhaps. I told you yeah, about yeah. that baby in confidence. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. I always thought she was saying the baby didn't have a lot of confidence for the longest time. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't. <laughs> Like sure I told you about that baby in comp, like in his confidence. I'm like, what? That baby, <laughs> like the baby, the baby loses confidence when you call it a bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, it's not a very nice. I mean, I guess it's not. I shouldn't say it like that. It's more of if you. I mean, it's just know. a fact, it, it's, or like it's just. But anyways, <laughs> can move I, mean, I guess if you were yelling at a baby, you're a bastard. It doesn't sound very. I don't nice. think the like, baby would know like what it means. It probably just was like the yelling, just like just like Dennis fan of the yelling. Charlie. Um, but uh. He's a bastard man. <laughs> uh, a bastard man. <laughs> Was that me? Who else could I have definitely that? wrote that? I definitely yeah. wrote that. Um, how uh, how would you like a mouthful of teeth? Is that just a phrase that means like if he punched him, he would he would have? Yeah, you teeth. already okay. have a mouthful of it, teeth. This seems like an awkward phrase because I never understood. Like that doesn't sound like a very good. You should say like a stomach full of teeth or something. I almost wrote it down, but I think that's just like I think it's just a silly idiom or what or expression or whatever. Because like I don't think it was a bad line. I just think it's like a goofy because there's a lot there's a lot of those. Which now obviously I'm not thinking of any, but. how would you like a mouthful of teeth? Like I've, I've already got one. Like I, I would rather that's better than having no teeth. But like I, obviously he means a 
Yeah. How would you like a mouthful of loose teeth? This didn't hit. Yeah. That didn't hit the same, but that's technically what he meant. I mean, it's, I still think the winner of the weirdest phrase is from Good Burger, which is that coils that you guys are grass. Yeah. Um, it's not quite to that level, but I, I still like, think that was a. It's a Nickelodeon movie. We have to take out half of the quote. <laughs> well, and just right. So grass. just ch- so just change it. If yeah. you can't well, say true. your, your yeah. ass is grass, don't use the it. term. Your yeah, butt is grass. Like then yeah, it doesn't rhyme. Butt is mud. Your butt. I know. No, I agree. It's just don't don't say it. Then if you you have to bleep it out. But yep, yeah, no. How would a, you like a mouthful of teeth? Clearly, he's threatening him. But I do agree with you. Like it's too. It's literally that's what you strive to have. Well, the so way he it, says it was like pride and like what you want to you would like when you want a mouthful of teeth. It's like almost like he really was like proud of like a jerk store type line. And you're just like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I get it, but it's just not the best. Like, like that. Especially because the rest oh, of his God. rant is so well worded. Like it, like he was, he, 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 like everything else he says is so, so not, not necessarily clever, but like he just, he really puts John Candy down. So, so efficiently after that, or not efficiently maybe, but just like, I don't know. Cor- correctly, no is not a, it's not a good um, way. Yeah, that, that's that's probably what I was thinking. So, like, yeah, I think it's more disappointing because everything else is just like <laughs> the chatty Kathy, the <laughs> the the not choosing his anecdotes well. Like everything else is so mean, but also it's fair because we see it throughout the movie as being yeah. mean, but also accurate. So True. it's like he's not. Yeah. There's no fat on his argument, and then. For him to say a mouthful of teeth, you're like, come on, like that's that's the best you can come up with, thought, with, with everything else. That was a just... big saying back then. No, that, that's what I'm saying. It, it is, it's a saying. So it's just, just like yeah. people saying your ass is grass. You're like, well, but the, uh, does that mean that like you think that there's literally grass growing on my dairy that's air? Like, just as bad of one. That's just because it rhymes is the only reason you say. Right. It. That's what I mean. So how would you like a mouthful of teeth? I guess that the the entire expression would be like, how better. would you how would you like me to punch you so that your teeth all become removed from the gums and your your mouth is then full how of would teeth you like me and to knock your teeth out. separated? But like that's just too long to say, so we just shorten it into how would you like a mouthful of teeth? But it doesn't really make sense anymore because you want to have teeth in your mouth. <laughs> all right, um, Austin. Why why Good was point. the wife so suspicious of Neil? And before you try to answer me, I'm not saying in the regards that we know. But like even from her perspective, why was she so suspicious when she should be seeing all over the news about airports like yeah. being delayed and whatever? Like it, it wasn't like it would, it, you know, it didn't seem like a weird like story that he was weaving or anything. And it's not like he, he wasn't stuck in New York because of bad weather in New York. They were, the bad weather was in Chicago where she was at. So she should have known it was a legit like well yeah, yeah but to be fair she okay but to be fair she's only suspicious when he's in wichita, wichita. so it does seem but that's yeah, a pretty so, common oh we were on our in route and we couldn't land so we landed in wichita yeah, yeah I, it, it right. seems he, weird for her to say that makes more sense in her her thinking that he's got some random person that he's having an affair with in wichita kansas there might have been a little scene where like he might have been maybe judy does lives he, in does, wichita he and, does he go to new york been... and wichita on business often like if he if he was stuck in new york and he was getting a hotel in new york i would be i'd get why she'd be like what you're because he goes there probably a decent amount for for his job where he might have a a, a, a side piece there 
Well, the thing I noticed this time around too was I got, I'd always notice this line, but I never thought much about it was whenever they're sitting at the diner, uh, one of the diners, whenever, uh, and he says, I, uh, Neil says, I've been spending too much away from home, some, too much time away from home. He, well, I was thinking he meant like in that one trip, like he's been away too much, but what he's been saying is like, he was starting to recognize that in general, prior to all this happening, he's just been spending too much time away from home, which my guess is John Hughes included that because of the infidelity suspicion is that it's letting the audience know that he, it, this, it wasn't like he's going on a business trip that's like an isolated business trip. It's like he's made a pattern of being away from home a lot. And this is just the first time because oh, yeah. he's had more time to reflect. He's yeah. like, been, I have been spending too much time away from home. And that's why the wife is suspicious. His wife is suspicious because it's like he keeps, he's been gone away from home a lot. And now suddenly he's like, you know, all over the place. It still doesn't make sense that he would choose this time when there's an actual snowstorm, unless he just saw, unless he saw like a great opportunity and was like called up his, 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 yeah. his, his, his girlfriend in Kansas, or if he really was just in New yeah. York and was like, Hey, there's a snowstorm. We got the perfect alibi now is, you know, whatever, it's but it's true. Yeah. You can, you can, you can plan ahead based on weathers. Maybe what she was thinking was like, Oh, you saw that snowstorm coming and thought, I'm going to take a trip to New York to see Judy. I, I just decided that Judy is maybe that was a deleted scene. Maybe the kid, the kid also kind of has an, like whenever she's on the phone, the kid's like flight delay. They like almost like another this happens yeah, all the time kind of thing. That's, like that's that was a good noticing. Yeah, I noticed her saying about it. I didn't think about it that way of like the fact that. But she again, like you can't control pattern. flight delays, but you can tell she. You can tell this is not the first time he's going to be home later than expected. You she's can, off you flight can, delay. You, but you can't control how you spend your flight delays. That's the correct. And his is in an airport trying to figure out a way, another way to get home and with a stranger man. To be fair, no, whether, or not stranger, stranger man. whether or not you're being stranger intimate man. with them, spending the night with anybody you just met is pretty strange. It's weird. Oh, I, she's, well, she's in the right. Be like you're spending the night with a stranger. That is absolutely a fair point. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. I would have definitely are just an lobby. innocent, jolly shower lobby, curtain ring salesman. It's still a pretty odd thing to do yeah mm. all right anyways um and he did uh, make the bed vibrate which is a little bit suspicious but yeah that's true how uh during the f-bomb scene uh how many f-bombs did steve martin say i have the answer i was just curious what you two would guess 19 mm, yeah i was gonna say 20 actually i'll say 25 oh eric jumped up a little bit uh it was 18 I probably would have guessed that. i probably would have guessed close oh you know what right Austin, i think the reason i jumped the 19 is i think there's 19 said because he says 18 and Edie McClurick says the 19th. I think there's 19 uh, total in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'll defend myself a little bit. I, think, I think I had a memory of there being 19 in the movie, all in that one scene, 18 from Steve Martin and 19 from Edie <laughs> or number, um, number 19 from Edie, obviously not. She doesn't say it. Then. I think the only kid versus an adult, which isn't that interesting, but I, uh, whenever they have the really funny scene with Owen Whenever he kept, whenever he would say "leave it be," I think I always thought he was saying her name, and her I could name, never understand. I thought that too. Okay, I wasn't the only one. I was yeah. like, for a long I thought time, we made we a lot of the oh, like B, things. like B, like B Arthur, B Arthur, and then they have the word Lee. Like it could be Lee. Like I thought, I assumed it was like a two name. I, like, he yeah, he was talking name, with like, enough of an accent that I thought her anime name was just like, or leave whatever. It be, or like, or some weird double name kind of thing, and because he says that and then says "get your lazy behind," like it it could have easily been a name. But maybe that I was the, the same thing. I thought the same thing. Just then, Eric. 
<laughs> Did y'all write that down as a quote? <laughs> I, it was going to be discussed at some point. So I when, when we're having our hypothetical, I knew it was if, if somehow we didn't talk about it, it was going to be brought up at some point. Well, I knew we would sure. all probably try to do our impersonation of it too. But in this hypothetical planes, trains party that we have, we'd have to try to track down a chatty Kathy doll to have displayed somewhere in the room. Um, and then just have it labeled as John Candy. Yeah, just John Candy. <laughs> we would have to somehow manipulate it into having the string in the front. Like, you could probably like, extra, put a hole through the chest. Oh, yeah, turn the head around. Turn the head around and then turn the head or cut print a out a picture of John Candy and put it on the Chatty Cathy doll. There we go. We're <laughs> already then, um, then, then re record the voice just to go rah, 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 whenever you pull the string. We'll have to notify you. probably record that scene and put it in the recording. Like, it probably wouldn't be that difficult to do. Well, obviously we have a goal. Well, now technically that would have to be. Steve Actually, Martin, though. you know what? No, we should have it where we pull the string, and then the one line we have is "almost crush your head like a melon." And just have that. <laughs> um, but all right, theme or message? I have. Oh, I, I still had over. some. Hold oh, on. sorry. I, was like I just again, I, I was saving my. Well, one of these. Oh, oh like you said you had a question. discussion. That's right. The first one's not as much of a discussion as I thought it was. The other one actually is just a question to you too. First what, one was we just. An, uh, we were supposed to discuss no, something. No, I'm, I want to bring it up now. As real quick. Uh, the first one was more actually just a noticing that I didn't realize I left out was just like Home Alone. Now they could be remade, but you'd have to do it back in those times. This movie is another one that you couldn't remake in modern time because it would be way too easy to a communicate back and forth with his wife and probably get on any sort of app or anything on your phone and book a, a new flight or a new uh, rental car or any kind of, it just, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't hit the same in modern time because of technology I don't want it to be remade anyways, but just always think about that with this one and Home Alone. If you make a modern time, it's a five second movie. Yeah. Um, anyways, my my question to you, and this is not, I don't want this to come across as a knock on the movie. I love this movie. But do you think this movie taking place in, as getting home for Thanksgiving and not Christmas, what do you, how much do you think that would affect this movie? Would it, would it get buried in the other Christmas movies, if it's just another getting home for Christmas or would it still stand alone as a top tier? I still think it would, but like, does it get a, bo a boost because Thanksgiving doesn't really, I know Brad disagrees, but it doesn't have many comedy Thanksgiving movies. Oh, I, so it's like, Oh, Thanksgiving, let's watch plane strains. If it's Christmas, then all of a sudden it's another, it's one of 10. Does it kind of get buried a little bit or is it still oh. hold up? I, I was mostly kidding about like the plethora of them. Like there are a lot of movies I watch at Thanksgiving, but like this is the Thanksgiving movie. I would say like yeah, Rocky it, is up there and there like a Charlie but Brown. If, but if people are going to watch a comedy, you're watching Plain Strains. Just like if you're I watching agree. a comedy of I Christmas, there's a handful. I'll, I'll be curious what Austin says. I don't think it would get buried because like if you look, it's got that high might ratings. be the wrong way to put it. No, but I'm not saying it's wrong. I think it would... It would be one of the most popular ones, but it wouldn't be the go-to versus most yeah. people like, oh, yeah, we watch Planes, Trains every Thanksgiving. Because, because it's the movie. It might be the most popular Thanksgiving movie because, like, yes, I like the ice storm, but it's it's pretty heavy with the themes. And, like, yeah. Yeah. we'll watch Rocky, and I love Rocky, but you could also watch it on New Year's because that's when they fight. So, like, the, and, or just yeah. any time because it's just a, it's a you know. And, again, a, this is a family comedy. Like, it's meant – Family comedy, and even though it's rated R, you can you can watch it with pretty much all ages, yes. and you know, like yeah, it's uh, one minute, it's yeah. meant to be rewatched. I would I would say easily I would say you could easily make this a Christmas movie, like very easily yes. make it. A I would say it gets so, I would say it gets a little boost because it's it's like the go to because not that many comedies of 
lasted over the years that takes place pretty much exclusive. I want to say it starts off and it says two days before Thanksgiving and then ends on Thanksgiving. So it is a like the quintessential Thanksgiving movie. It's got turkey. It's got family. It's funny. Um, it's travel. It's like it's, it's you know, it, like, yeah, it's one of, like, I think, is also eaten at Christmas, I think. Or it it, it is. I'm just saying, like it's it's one of the most like Thanksgiving Thanksgiving movies. Yeah. Uh, Home oh, for the for holidays sure. is not Absolutely. bad, by the way. That one's up there too. Um, and and obviously, I like pieces of uh, pieces of April. But what I'm saying is, like this one to me is just the best one as far as like feel good Absolutely. and funny. So I it's think like it helps. far and away number one. I because I think almost everybody would like it. The, the other ones might be too aren't quite as funny and all around likable. There's other ones yeah, that are still you might want to watch, but. It, it doesn't fit the theme of. I think uh, if it was Christmas a Christmas movie, movie instead, it, I, w- I don't think it would get lost in the shuffle. But I think it would just be. I, I think, think it'd it be right up there with five. the. Yeah, I think it'd be in with the rewatchables every yes. year. I, I, but I, I think I think it helps that it's that it's. It definitely helped. They like pick Thanksgiving like, hey, so that Thanksgiving it can be movie. like. Let's make it Thanksgiving. Get home for Thanksgiving. Because that hasn't happened. And I, think I think it's it arguably the most popular Thanksgiving movie. Absolutely. Uh, and if it was in Christmas, it would probably be around. It would, it would be, be in a the top, top ten, five probably a top five. But it's it's in a, a bunch of other movies, whereas this one it stands alone. So it was a good idea for them to do that. I wonder if I mean that probably was part of the decision. Uh, that's actually although at this sec, point uh, some of the Christmas movies hadn't been made yet. The ones that, that, that segues into mine. I was going to say. My my piggyback question is what would have been if we were went back, woke up tomorrow, 1987 or whatever. Don't know I have to phrase it that way, but whatever. You uh what would be the what would be our go-to Christmas story or Christmas movie? Because Christmas story had been out, but it did not, it was not a huge unless Brad can correct me or Eric. Uh I thought it did not get a like a cult following or name cult following where everyone kind of you assume you watch it be, until later once it started to go do the 24 hours and all that. I thought it was a later movie to blossom. So I don't know how big of a hit Christmas story was four years or so prior to this, but I'm thinking it wasn't like it had a ton of competition because Christmas Vacation was two years later. Home Alone, yeah. obviously from Home the Alone same guy, the but three years later. So you think uh, It's a Wonderful Life, true. And, uh, Miracle on um, 34th Street and all that. So I feel like it wouldn't have had much competition. So I think it could have actually been just as successful because John Hughes was so popular true. at that point too. Um, and that kind of answers point. my question of, did they do Thanksgiving to avoid that? But it, but I, the Christmas ones came after that, so it probably was the answer is no. I would say it had yeah, to, and, and it yeah. might it might have taken away from the popularity a little of Christmas Vacation because it would have been a big hit that would have come out the year before yeah. Christmas Vacation. Although that was in the eighties with Chevy Chase being really popular, and I guess European Vacation wasn't popular. That was anyway. I, it's just so it's, it's, it's an interesting so times. I was going to see what other movies came out in 1987 to see if maybe there was a movie that they like, even though I don't think, even though I thought the same thing Eric was saying about like, maybe they were trying to avoid like a really. Uh, I'm surprised nobody hectic, since has really attempted the I think comedy family. Like I want this to be rewatched every year. I mean, they ha- they have they just kind of, of a fly under the radar. Okay. Yeah. I'm, no, no, I'm not arguing, movie. but I'm saying I've looked into name it another and I'll like, look up. Piece of like, April oh, is yeah. a good movie, but it's not really a comedy. It's Which one? It's just kind of like Pieces of April. April. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a drama. Yeah, I agree. Or, like, it's a drama. Like, give me another like parts. two really big like comedy it, stars, but, but make it family oriented, trying to get home for the holidays, funny movie. That one you just said. It was the last great Christmas movie, though. Like, like great Christmas. Like, I, you're right. 
I mean, it does take a while. Plus for, years ago, I was like, probably. I think most people would agree Which now one? that Elf is considered a classic. Elf, it's that's what I'm saying. That was twenty. That was twenty years. Now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the way the we look at Elf is, is the way yeah. Elf looked at Christmas Story. So by the time Christmas Story came out, or sorry, by the time uh, Elf came out, Christmas Story was already a bona fide classic just 20 years in existence you think elf I, is definitely it's been i think it's been a classic for more than that i think i, I think claws will hang around the one the animated one from a few years ago i think that one's got a chance i i, I think as a family movie i think it's got a chance to be maybe like, like, a, like a, a a recent um, minor classic at least i think it's got staying power theme yeah, yeah. yeah. um eric you want to go <laughs> Keep picking Eric to go first. But no. I was about to say, I don't know why I get to That's go first. Right. I only had one. It was like your wife or like your work, love your wife. Mm. Oh, that's really good. Um, I like what my, he says. Oh, is that uh, when he says, I'll have, to re- I'll have to remember that. I just remember there's something that. that John Candy says that he thinks is really deep. And st- I'm not making fun of you, Eric. I'm saying John See, Candy Martin says, says something. John Candy says uh-huh. something to him like "like your work, love your life, and he, love your wife," yeah. and he's like, "He says it kind of sarcastic." Though it's like, "Oh, oh I thought yeah. it was a good line delivery because he's just like, yeah, I'll have to remember that." And he's like, he "Clearly doesn't care, even though it is, it is it's a, a good, good line." Simple. Yeah. Well, Candy had just kind of like slightly, like he kind of was judging him or made the whole comment. He of was like, you called home? I called the uh, whatever. Yeah, the hotel. Um, uh, so yeah, like he, on top of the fact that he took off his socks and shoes and all that stuff, he's also been like, "Hey, you should have not called home," kind of thing. And then he's like, giving him advice. He's like, "Yeah, go, go away." Um, but um, yeah, Brad, do you want to go with your theme? Uh, perseverance, or don't give, uh, don't give up. Never ever give up. Michael Scott and Jimmy V. <laughs> never, never um, give up. Mine was being present. Uh, I was thinking about yeah, Neil talking about not being home enough. Uh, and then I know it's cliche, but gratitude for what you have, because Steve Martin obviously was so focused on getting home and missing like a pageant, which is like, you and know, it's those moments don't come back kind of thing. But at the same time, you look at like, oh, Dell is like this optimist that, but also like he, he Dell appreciates what he has, even though he doesn't have much, uh, and then Steve Martin has a lot, has his, you know, family to come home to, and he's kind of bitter and cynical. So it's like, yeah, those are my two. But being present was kind of my big one. Okay. And I can say we're right into me. Quotes. I was like, somebody other than me should start. Yeah, it's like Eric apparently is here. Yeah, I think I feel like in the past I, you you end up going last. I'm trying Austin, to make up for it. Austin, why don't you start the next one? Thanks. Um, oh man, you got busted. Um, whenever he says that on the. <laughs> On the bus, I think all of mine are pretty much candy lines, even though obviously I identify way more with or overly only with Steve Martin's character for better or worse. Um, so that was my first one. I only have three if I can just no, no, we can, you know, we can. Yeah. I don't want to we'll, overlap. We'll do the so we can take draft can, way, Brad. You want to go yeah. second? I mean, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking? Eventually, <laughs> I started reading the vomit bag. Oh man, there's so many good quotes in this one. I had to be trying to kind of picky. That's a great I mean, one, though. I like how we're not necessarily just quoting it; we're quoting it and trying to get the inflection right because we've seen this movie oh, yeah. so many Didn't times that we're like, "I tried bag. to slow down because that one just that you, one you did a good, it's, you did a good job." It's so mean and it's so much better that that we don't see that happen. That he just that he that he just talks about it later. Okay, I'll do two then, and then back to Brad. Yep. I already mentioned this one, but oh, here, there, anywhere is fine. 
That's a good one. And then uh, six bucks in my right nut says we're not landing in Chicago. A lot of mine are going to be John Candy as well. That one always made me uncomfortable as a kid because we were watching it with mom and dad. So it was like both the things he said yeah. about that, like butt cheeks. I was always like looking over at mom because she doesn't like the the bathroom humor. Um, but anyway, so. Brad. Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling in one night as you do <laughs> in an hour. And then I guess this is kind of part of the same quote, if you don't mind. I was about to say, so, I was like. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he essentially says it back to back. You know what would make me happy? Another couple of <laughs> balls and an extra set of fingers. Yep. <laughs> that, that's the only part I had written down. I didn't leave. I loved out the Larry Bird part because that's, I mean, it's all funny, but that's the it, part I mean, that really gets I didn't me. even try to really. He's so, proud of, he's so proud he's, of him. I know. Too. I love it because he really zings him really well. And Dell is so and it's proud a great joke. Himself. It's a phenomenal oh, joke. Oh, that's real humor. I do love Steve Martin so annoyed, but he, he, I think he knows he burned him pretty good on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. That, that was his response of, dang, that's a good one, but I can't. Say that so, and this del- yeah. But I, I do love how how, it was a how great much one. joy great is one. on Dell's face because he he knows he he got him pretty good. <laughs> awesome. Like I feel like I have to do the I do not play with my balls a lot, but that's not my official <laughs> one. I just like the way he like no no that, that, that doesn't that doesn't have to that doesn't have to that doesn't have to count. But he does he does try to defend himself, and I feel like I'm not <laughs> saying Steve Martin was trying not to laugh, but I love how it was more like in character he was trying like he didn't want to say the word but he had to because he's like he thinks he's above talking about those things yeah he does i do not play with my balls and that's where i can he's he's annoyed and embarrassed to talk about it yeah yeah so so, yes equal (laughs) frustration and disappointment that he's like i have to make a point and i'm going to use this word that i don't use very much because it's beneath me so (laughs) um but one's actually one that i don't feel like we ever quote but it's this one i thought was funny whenever uh they're talking about renting a car and dale's like I got a car, no problem. And he kind of gives that kind of look of like, uh, <laughs> like he knows that he's rubbing it in to to Neil um, around the time when he. I almost wrote that one down too. He does. Yeah, I do like salt. I do like his look of uh, satisfaction and yeah, and uh, rubbing salt in the wounds a little. So bit. I have one more, so I'll, we can rotate back around. Did you do two? Wait, do, oh, I didn't do two because one of yeah, mine was unofficial. Finish but, it off. Um, whenever he's, whenever they're saying you're going the wrong direction, he says, thank you, honk, honk. Huh, what a moron. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good delivery. Yeah. How do you know where we're going? <laughs> oh yeah. That's great too. Cause how, how validated Steve Martin feels. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, Steve he's, and it's one of the, oh he's yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. also, I just love that. They're like, they're actually annoyed together. It's one of the few, I noted, I'm yeah, yeah. they're on the same team. One of the few times they're on the same team on and same dead wrong, but like, and like being yeah. goofy. I know, I know. I was so adamant like, that they're right. Like it's not even a question. Yes. Like, they're so, they're they so wrong, going. but they're happy. They're oh, like man, arguing together against someone. I don't know. It's a, it's a rare moment, but <laughs> it's a good one. But I'm uh, back to you, Brad. Uh, I don't know, but this one shouldn't be funny, but I love the way John Candy says, gee, it must be swell to be so perfect and odor free. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I should have thought of an extra one. I had another John Candy, just uh, Austin mentioned it as a negative, I guess, but better luck play- playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks is just a, a weird way of putting it that, again, I don't know if that was a saying or if he made that up, but I thought it was funny. And then right after that, he says, "Better luck finding a three-legged ballerina." Like just oh, yeah, yeah. all those, all those. We have better luck doing this. And, and he says them like back to back. Yeah, it was, yeah it was it was like back to back lines. It's because you know Neil's like, like, "Okay, yeah, I get it, I get it." <laughs> I, <still laughs> but have, I think I still have a couple, but I, I, I just thought of an extra. More. I thought of an extra one. So whenever after Brad's done with his, Good. or 
I don't I don't know if this was him just being uh, unaware, but I liked I liked John Candy's situation when he's like, ah, oh, you miss it, huh? Oof, those are the precious moments. No, he was uh, like being they don't, mean there. They don't they don't come back again. I think he was like, being unaware. I, I think he was being unaware. I thought of the he was kind of rubbing it in. I felt like the way I felt, like, way I felt like he was unaware, but it was another one where like aware. it's Wasn't it's, it's only fight? it's only like, funny like because he, was... he says it, so mm. it sounds like he's rubbing it. But it, to me, it was a funny line just because he you're like, are you? Are you yeah, I get no, it. Eric, that, Eric, I think that was before he says once we've been together, like once we put our heads together, we really have gotten nowhere. That's obviously where it turns with Dell of like True, the negativity. Yeah, yeah. Before then, he was actually feeling pretty. I think feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. So I think when he says those, like those it was are the moments, probably like he, not, yeah, no self I think he would, that might have been what turned it for Neil was when he said that, like, okay, you know what? True, we're he's like, now. man, just rubbing in my face. <laughs> oh, those don't come back. <laughs> All right, Eric. Uh, I think it's back to you, Austin. Oh, wow. Okay. I think you said, so didn't you say the, you had another one? I did, but I thought it was, I can go if you're looking for it. Uh, yeah, you go ahead. All um, right. The other one, I, Brad also mentioned this and I think notice things maybe, but. He's proud of his town. That's a damn rare thing these days. Just I don't know why he's like <laughs> selling them all. I just because he's just he's so, so optimistic. Yeah, the way he's he delivers into a that, positive like, somehow. That's, that's a damn rare thing. Well, I, I mentioned like, that part, so I'm glad you said that town. quote. It was just it was part of it was part of Doobie taking the scenic route into the whole yeah, time. Yeah. I love that it doesn't I didn't even show. Think of that, the, I love that know, it doesn't show. I I didn't notice it until this time because because Neil says I'll pick up the cab fare and then John Candy knows Doobie and Doobie takes a long ass route which yeah, is yeah. costing this costing <laughs> Neil more and money but it doesn't show him get pissed but you know he's annoyed because it's more money. Yeah. And I, mean, what I, think, he, I it's, think it's night and it's Wichita. I've I always kind of thought that was the joke of I'm going to show you the scenic route there's nothing to see it's Wichita Kansas and it's well, in the middle yeah. of the night, you're still just seeing highway road. Like you're not seeing. Right. Anything. Well, I mean, I like that. It, like, obviously, Steve Martin is annoyed, but I like that he doesn't say like, "Hey, I picked up the cab and I'm paying extra." Like, yeah, yeah. the well, joke is there, aggressive. but they, they don't they don't rub <laughs> yeah. it in your face. I like that he's not saying, "I picked up the cab." What are you doing? It's just like we the context is there. We get it. They didn't talk down to the audience and like shove the joke in our face. It was just, "Come on, dude!" Like the scenic route, really. Yeah. So I, th I thought that was good. <laughs> My last one is uh, not just the line, but how he says it, but it's, hey, Neil, take my socks out of the sink if you're going to brush your teeth, <laughs> yeah. all right? Just, just like the way, I don't know, something about his tone, just being a little higher pitched. where he's like, it, I think in his mind, he's trying to be like, oh, I'm being considerate here. Uh, <laughs> he's telling him to take the dirty socks out, maybe. Un hey, unaware of how disgusting that whole let me take out I just, I just like you. the way he says, hey, Neil. Oh, no, just something funny about Didn't the, he say the if you're going to brush your teeth? It's almost like he's. Oh, I said that at the end. Yeah, if you're going to no, brush no, your teeth. Like, he, it's he almost did. like, instead of him being considerate to Neil, it's almost like, hey, don't spit toothpaste oh, yeah. on my socks like he's not he's, oh. he's looking out for himself not actually being nice which I, he should have gone in i'll respectfully disagree i do think he was saying it like he was being I, considerate i think it was hey because he's like hey neil teeth. uh i mean yeah. either way it, well how about this either way his tone is his really tone funny it's like a uh uplifting little hey neil it reminds me of I know, the, again don't very it reminds me of the uh don't forget to kill philip like it's just it's like <laughs> it's, you shouldn't be saying that so lightly yeah. <laughs> hey <Yep>. neil <laughs> uh brad did you have any more um well i did I write down the gobble gobble because i love yeah, i love that's a good one. I, I figured you would have that one down so i left it out uh but yeah i, have I mean two, i have a couple i have a couple I'm more done, but they're, they're very well they're very i have short. two more i guess i'll just knock those out and then i think it's all right you anyways um you want to take a shower no 
Oh, yeah, I meant, I meant that you want to go first. I like yeah, yeah. I liked that, the way... That whole uh, this misunderstanding was a good... Uh, the whole scene is amazing. Well, but. speaking of misunderstandings, I liked when, when they're talking about the the credit card being back in the wallet. He's like, why would I? It's like, uh, kindness. Uh, and see, Martin's yeah. just like, kindness. <laughs> or I, I can't even get his tone down. Kind, it's, like, it's like almost like hoarse. Exaggerated, yeah. Um, yes, he's, just, he's so one, irritated. Uh, my last one, just mainly, again, this is something we always kind of laughed at and quoted, but it's not, I mean, it's a funny line, but just the, what do you think the temperature is? One. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I feel like anytime you someone asks any, that now i think yeah, any other degrees that. i don't think it would have been funny if he had actually given like a legit ant but just one like if he had said well, two, one, 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 i don't know probably, probably three, about 30 no saying yeah, about 30 and, and just because he's like one one he says, yeah, he says like, it even, in a funny voice yeah, even just saying one if say john travolta was saying it he might not have said it nearly as funny even saying the number one so it's like it wasn't yeah it was funny of the number they chose but also funny of how he one. how he, he said delivers it, it perfectly well. like he does almost yeah. all of his lines like not many other people are nailing it like he did there yeah so that's all i had bro um, i have one I, more but i'll save it for my favorite scene because i so i'll go ahead and do case. strings that we wait i started the last one so brad you can go yeah eric started a few i started the last one so i can do strings. i'll do strengths weaknesses best and worst scene because yeah I, i've already the... talked about most of this stuff so um Strengths. I, I love the soundtrack. I know it's very 80s, but I, like I said, the timing of the music was great. I like the music. Uh, the, the acting is great, even the small parts like Edie McClurg, Owen. Um, if I'm going to say a weakness, it's all, I'm still going to give it credit for this, where I mean the fact that it was a three-hour movie cut down. I did think the side plot with the wife it was impressive how they made that work, but I do feel like some of the time when they would cut back to the house, it was just okay. But the fact that they were able to make that into a coherent plot is super impressive. So it was kind of like, it's almost a weakness, but they actually still made it really interesting and it wasn't that long. So um, if I had to pick one, it would kind of be that. And they had a couple of little goofy moments, like when they showed the frozen face of the dog after they show, like when they're in the truck, and they show Neil, Dell, and then the dog with this. Like, that's just kind of, it was just kind of, it was broad and silly, which is fine. It's a family movie, but it was still goofy. And then um, they show the people making out in the bus, and then they show them smoking a cigarette afterward, like, oh, haha, I get it. Um, a little silly there, but like, it's just a couple of moments that where they went for cheap laughs, and that's, that's fine. That was not a, not a bad thing. I mean, I, obviously, I love this movie. So a couple of little goofy parts here and there. I don't really have a, a scene that I that I dislike, and that's why I just pick a couple of kind of goofy, like it's really a couple of goofy shots. Um, no weak scenes, no nothing that really stood out. Um, I, I would say um, probably my like probably my favorite. I'll say my the funniest scene to me, and my favorite scene are different. My the funniest scene to me is probably even though what's mean is probably the tirade and the like going out with a chatty Kathy doll, the bah, bah, cause he's just, oh, that tirade. He, cause he, yeah. Yeah, because, cause he's, it's so yeah, it's like, which one? Yeah. Well, and, and I, that's why I had to specify because I feel like, and I, cause I looked up and noticed it's only like 25 minutes into the movie. They've been through so little at that point and he, and he's got, and he's got, John Candy figured out, but it's, it's mean, but it's also true. And John Candy defends himself, but I feel like they summarize the characters well with that part. Um, it's not a terribly deep movie, but I like that he makes fun of John Candy. He defends himself, and you've kind of got the movie set up. So I do think that's a good part. But my favorite scene, as y'all probably know, is the last the scene in the last hotel where he invites 
Dell to come back in with them and they have their shooters and they have their snacks and they compare it to being at summer camp and they talk about the loves of their lives and how much their wives mean uh, to them. And they're kind of cheersing to the wives and um, they're laughing about the trip already and finally making peace with how crappy things have been. Um, and I do, I do always laugh as another one that it shouldn't have been funny, but when John Candy walks in the bathroom and says, potato chips, they're everywhere. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I don't know why I love that line that he's That's laughing about line. the grit. It sounds ad libbed and it probably yeah. isn't, but it's just a testament to how good their chemistry is. It looks like they're ad libbing the part about John Candy talking about the griddle marks that he's going to have on his ass. And Steve Martin is cracking up. And I'm like, that looks like that entire scene is just them riffing about the movie. And it probably yeah. isn't, but that scene I seems believe, the most. I would believe it. Easily. Right, I would believe it if it was because it, to me it's the it's I don't know if it's the best acted, but it's the most natural looking. Like they're just reflecting yeah. on their adventure together, and I love it. And at any time, as many times as I've seen the movie, if we're watching it casually or for real, I'll stop what I'm doing and like watch watch that part. Obviously, I did this time because I really watched it, but that's my favorite, and it it, it always makes me a little emotional because it's just like golly, the acting is the chemistry is so good in yeah, that moment. Yeah. So anyway, not a lot of weaknesses. Like I said, a couple of nitpicky things, but the the uh, the campfire scene, as we always kind of refer to them as, um, at the end where they bond a little bit, it, it doesn't get cheesy at all. They just seem like they've yeah. become a little bit more friendly and they reflect, and it always hits home. So that's all I got. Austin, you can go next. Uh, yeah, my strengths were, you know, yeah, casting is huge. So fit the the duo having their chemistry, um, the soundtrack, uh, and honestly, I guess you could say the rewatchability because there are some movies that everything works and it's a great movie, but you would get tired of it. And maybe it's just, I'm sure it's just our home life of watching this so many times. Like I only watch it on a normal year, once a year, but like I could watch it more and it's just a very like, cozy rewatchable movie very, very comfortable um weaknesses uh oh the i think the actor who did the oh my gosh that guy's on the wrong side of the road I always felt like he was kind of overacting um he's going to kill somebody i feel like he always emphasizes kill um and then and they're i don't know i feel like i remember even thinking that as a kid the way that they're like they're screaming over across the interstate this they i was so i always remember thinking that they didn't seem like great actors they didn't actually seem like they were frantic. I don't know. They, uh, something about the delivery always felt a little off to me, but it was a great scene. So like, it's not terrible. It's just, eh, you know, um, kind of on what Brad was saying, I think they could have established more on Neil's home life um, so that we kind of feel the, the pain and the yearning of him trying to get back home uh, to Thanksgiving where we really are just, you know, we get a few little conversations where his wife is suspicious and those little hallmarky, you know, commercial flashbacks or, you know, fantasies of getting the pie out of the oven and everything. Again, not bad. Just like if you're, if, if it's an hour and a half, you want to add a little bit more time, you could have added something where the audience maybe felt what Neil felt when it was like trying to get home. We didn't really know anything about their family besides that the kid from Mrs. Doubtfire doesn't like noogies um, and that the oldest daughter uh, has seen that her dad gets uh delayed flights a few times again not a bad thing just like i think they could have done more with that uh standout acting i mean i love steve martin and i think he's great in it but i'm not gonna say standout i would say so standout would obviously be john candy but then an underrated would be dylan baker playing owen because his could have been like 
that making that noise and the facial expressions and all that could have been too silly or I know Brad and I keep saying silly too much. It could have been too broad or whatever, but like how strange of a noise and the face he makes. And I don't know, like everything about it, like Andy's in it just enough to like, if that character was in an extra scene, he might be like, okay, that's enough. Um, but yeah. like, he's in it just enough where he's funny. He and his wife uh, leave it be um, yep. or did a, did a good job. Um, yep. uh, Shout out dad. That's his favorite scene. It is. Um, that doesn't hurt why we found it so funny as kids. I think most people would probably find it funny on their first viewing too. But and then underwhelming acting again. Yes, still would be kind of the the you're going to they're going to kill somebody um, <laughs> delivery. Um, I think it was trying to get the words out while you're driving seventy across the interstate. I, I know. Just I don't know. Just something about it. I, I mean, always... I, you're right. It's nitpicky to come up with something. I it's tough to come up with some weaknesses for at least for me. It is so. Yeah. Um, underrated moment. Uh, I'm going to do honorable mention. Yeah. Potato chip scene. I did not have for that originally and I didn't want to steal Braz, but that's definitely an honorable mention. Cause that is, no, that is a really, good <clears throat> a really good scene. It's like, again, they even says, why do I feel like I'm at summer camp? <clears throat> and it does seem like it has that feel of like the, having like an adult sleepover or whatever. And like, and they've had a few, yeah, that's a really good one. And it's definitely underrated because I mean, I love the movie and I didn't even think about it. At, I, I knew I liked it. I just didn't think about it when I was writing the notes. But my actual answer is going to be, and I'm not sure if this is underrated, but uh, there's Steve Martin on the on the L train in Chicago and they have the very 80s, but great song, uh, uh, Power to Believe by um, uh, Dream Academy. Um I have it on my phone. I have the instrumental and the lyrical version. Great song. But uh, having that and having the flashback of, I haven't been home in years. I've been home in years. Um, all that. Like, I think that was a, this is a really good scene. You're messing with the wrong guy. <laughs> they play that so much. That was a um, weird one, then. <laughs> uh, and then I am going to say the worst is, you know, again, I think Brad was, yeah, the dog, the frozen dog, even though it was just half a second. Um, but the, I think the overrated worst scene is the F-bomb scene. I think the idea of the scene, like if, if I was in a room with John Hughes and he was like talking about a scene where he just loses it, like, okay, yeah, sure, let's see where it goes. I just honestly think the execution isn't actually that funny. Mm-hmm. And not even the fact that he just says the F-bomb, like it's not very creative because he just says F-word after everything. It's really, it's just, to me, it's just not a funny scene besides her saying the gobble gobble. Um, like I think she was funny and I think Steve Martin was not funny in that scene. And I think it, it is too much um so that's the worst scene for me and brad you did do best moment correct yeah i said my favorite yeah. scene the funniest scene so yeah i'm i'm good yeah. except for the i'm just have the grade left yeah i'm gonna go with the shared bed scene i'm kind of gonna yeah i was like it kind of has a little bit of everything in that scene even just uh, if we're just starting the scene with like him making the clearing his throat or whatever noises and all that like just seeing steve martin's face of just like the annoyance to the blow up <laughs> to the regret and obviously having, as Eric said, John Candy look over at him like he's a child and then looks back whenever he notices he's still there or looking at him. Like there's just so much in that scene where it's, it's you identify with Neil Page for being annoyed because he sh- like, that it was hard to sleep with that going on, but then he does go over the top and he naturally feels regret. Uh, it's just, and then he ends up obviously staying in the bed with him. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's the best moment because it's got a little bit of everything and it's very quotable. Um, so that's my best moment, Eric. Okay, again, glad I went last because you guys nail the strengths and weaknesses. I did want to <laughs> just touch on, Brad, you might have mentioned this again in the strengths, but you definitely mentioned it earlier. 
not just the 80s soundtrack, but the the perfectly timed. I mean, shoot, going go, shooting back to the bed and doing a little <sighs> crackling, whatever. Like they just all of it works so well. Um, that's obviously a huge strength. Um, the the acting a strength. I will say I don't I don't think either of y'all mentioned this yet, but I wanted to get Austin's mainly take mainly Austin's take on this because we always talk about titles. Uh, I could argue that the title would be a weakness. I think because it's what we know it as, like I like it, but I think you, I, I don't have an alternate. I wanted to see if Austin had anything, but of course, I think I, yeah, it's I not great actually... when you have to have like punctuation in the, like it's, it's kind of long. I, again, it's an iconic movie that we know and love. And we probably just say plane strains at this point, if we're like going to watch it or just tramp plane, whatever, like we can shorten it. But seekers, I would say holiday. if you had to call a weakness, I'd say the, the name of the movie when it was coming out, if that movie was coming out today. And I saw them like not a great title. It just turned out to be a classic movie. So I kind of let it slide. Yeah. But I would say the title could be argued that as a weakness. Mainly, I didn't have any weaknesses. So I kind of had to come up with something. I'm not strong on that. But because Austin wants to rename every movie we watch, I figured. Of course, not, of course not this one. Because I always thought this about, is the one I, that I you think, think is good. good. I, I think it's a good title. I've never actually thought about it. I'll be it, home for I, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, they'd have to get still... JTT to be in it. That wouldn't work. True. He can just do all the um, holidays of getting home. Well, I mean, you put me on the spot there, so I'll have to think about it. But just think about it. I'll continue. Think, but if you can come up with something else, I just I'm surprised that wasn't in the uh it could just be called like behind the scenes. <laughs> gobble, <laughs> gobble gobble gobble. I mean that's a cool sound, one. but um anyways. Think about uh, if I think of one just go the end of that you know, moments but, after that, because that really was all I had for strengths weaknesses. I had the single bed scene, that whole scene in the chat, like that really from seeing the single bed. The sleeping you get the that whole entire scene. I don't know where you start mm-hmm. to finish it, but including the Chatty Cathy rant, yeah. including Dell's kind of heartfelt response, all that is it's not underrated, but I I'll say underrated slash best. Overrated, I think Austin mentioned the just the very end scene of the truck of all three of them frozen. Very short, but it was kind of you just cut it out. It, it was not necessary, especially the dog. But you didn't need to see any of them being frozen. It just didn't do anything. We knew it was one degrees. It, it was just it was just too goofy. It was it was too goofy and not necessary. Um iconic. I, I kind of just wanted to go with the ending of again. I I'm hmm. it's been so long since we watched this for the first time, but like I feel like it was kind of a twist that you find out, oh, Dell's uh wife oh. is dead and it's very sad and just but then you have him coming back to them and bring him home to meet his family. Really that whole ending scene of him of him on the train, realizing it, going back, them talking about it, and then bringing him home for Thanksgiving. is a very good ending to the movie. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up. And I'll promise this will be a very brief chime in. But like, it is funny or interesting that when you think about that, because Dell's been by himself for however many years that is. And he's a, and, and then now you're thinking like it's ending. We don't see Dell and Neil and his family all sitting down to have Thanksgiving together, but like that's what's about to happen. And think about how happy that's making Dell, who was going to spend it by himself mm. up until Neil comes yeah. back to get him. Which I, I know, obviously, y'all know all of this, right? But it's almost like when you watch the movie, and because they don't show that, which thankfully they didn't. Just like I like how Pieces of April ends. Like I like that they don't show them all having Thanksgiving together. It's just implied, but. You're right, Eric. I like our podcast. Less is more. It's not it, just ex- for horror movies. Right. Exactly. I'm saying, I'm saying I agree with you, but it's all like, no, I'm no, saying no. I'm, I'm guilty of just like forgetting the way that like, that's yeah. they probably, if you want to go into the reality of the movie, 
they probably ended up being friends or they probably ended up keeping in contact with each other. And like, they, I don't know. It's just, it's, I like that they stopped it where they stopped it. Yeah. Maybe it not the, the perfect frame. That was a ending. Little, but like it. they, yeah. Um, I just, another I, I like thinking quick about shout like out. I, I mentioned him. I mean, I guess to quickly go back to a strength, John Candy, obviously known for comedy, but I will say three of the better moments in this movie. Again, his kind of heartfelt response to the chatty Kathy, he gets, you kind of start feeling for him. When he's sitting in the car out in the snow before the good scene, and mm-hmm. he's talking to Marie. Good, like he he has some of the better. Like you kind of you feel for him. I mean, again, I think Austin. I, this was a good, my last point on all of this was going to be because I feel like we've discussed Austin never crying at movies, being a robot. Like I'm not saying full tears, but like if you don't tear up a little bit when he's when he says Marie's been dead for ten, like. That, that, if that doesn't get you a little bit, then I don't know what to tell you, man. Like that, Ooh, that'd be a good. Brad, Brad, that doesn't get you a little bit. Book was written no. about Austin, apparently. I know, Brad. Does that not get you a, like you again? I'm wait, not wait, wait, wait. Say that again, Brad. Like I said that Isaac. I said that Isaac Asimov book was clearly written about you. Oh, jeez. I robot. I got you. So it was not. I remember us having that discussion. I didn't want to repeat it, but you. I remember having that discussion, and we couldn't come up with anything that you realistically should cry at, or again. I think you're taking like full on tears and not just kind of getting choked up a little bit or tearing up a little bit. I'm and adding even that. Even though I'm I know it's coming, man, our, it gets to me every time. Austin said that he laughed during Sophie's choice, so he clearly just doesn't have any <laughs> correct emotions <laughs> no. during film. Anyways, um, I'm adding that to do. our. I'm adding that to our punch bowl. I'm putting in a random. Well, order, you're gonna so have not... zero. Well, okay, I, I the the the, the, t- the title <laughs> three is three movies that you cried at. Austin was like three none. movies that you cried <laughs> or almost cried in, and honestly, that would okay. be hard. Um. Man. Uh, Rocky one, Rocky two. Rocky no, 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 no. Wait, 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 Brad. This e is an actual. This an actual. <laughs> oh, so I thought you were. I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I was actually copying right. and pasting it. I put it in a random spot. So whenever I think Brad's going to choose it later, um, I'll start grades while you're typing that in. Well, I think we're going to be all easy on grades. <laughs> I know. It, did I had an A plus? Again, I think it's like three A pluses in a row for me. Unless it's, it's Michael Scott, at the, you forgot there was an A plus plus. Yeah. Be, I'll say that for Christmas, Christmas story. story a plus. I was about to say Christmas story will get A plus plus around the whole room. Yeah, A plus for me. Actually, I said A. I've, now I feel kind of bad. I still right. said A. Not, 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 it's not a perfect See, I was, movie. The, I was the only A for Back to the Future. Everyone else gave uh, A plus. I've done, so. I think I've done Halloween. Back to the Future and this have all been A pluses for me. Uh, but I, I, when I say A, it's almost with a caveat of this was a three. Like it's impressive. This wasn't a train wreck of a movie. That was not supposed to be a pun, Eric. I'm or a sorry. Plane wreck or an automobile wreck. Yes, thank you. Or a bus crash or anything like that. The fact that this was, they cut oh, half the movie. The actually, half the movie, and turned it into a great movie is so. Like this should have been. How does this not win film editing? Uh, maybe I don't understand what that means at the Oscars exactly. <laughs> yeah. But because I feel like like. It was three hours. They made it down into an hour and a half. And now it's one of the most beloved holiday movies. Like that's crazy. But I still think there's enough where it's it's not perfect, but um, obviously one of my favorite movies. There was one year I watched it like five or six times and Mandy was like, oh, okay. So she doesn't, uh, (laughs) sorry, beep, watched it. Finally got tired of it. But um, Brad's wife. All right. So thank you. BW. Fishbowl. All right, Brad, one through 57 now, because I added the cry somewhere in there. One through 56. 57. Oh, my God. And it's not that one, though, but um, that's one on the way. <laughs> Three worst movies by directors you love. Oh, okay, I got to think. Uh, 
I don't know. I thought War, I thought War Horse to... looked like I thought War Horse looked like an after-school special, and it bored the crap out of me. So I'll say that, even though I like Spielberg. I was about to say, I bet I can come up with some Spielberg ones because I'm not good with directors like you guys are. I mean, Lincoln was boring as crap, but I acknowledge that I don't really care about like it was a hist. I just don't really. It was a it was boring subject matter to me versus like War Horse sounded interesting and then bored the crap out of me. So like I won't say Lincoln's a bad movie. I just didn't get into it. War Horse, I hated it, and I think it sucks. And it was like 19 hours. So War Horse is terrible, in my opinion, which is also accurate. I never saw it. I'll agree with you on don't, Lincoln. Don't watch it. It's I'm stupid. not going to. The best part's the trailer where the horse is like running around and the music is good, and then the rest of the movie is boring. But if you it's like so it, I respect your opinion, I guess, or whatever. Oh, man, this is tough. because yeah, Spielberg is... I'm having to use assistance on this one because I'm not good with directors. Uh, mm. I think Tarant. I don't really like Tarantino as a person, but I'll acknowledge he's a good director. But what was that? What was the car movie he did? Death Proof. That movie was boring uh, the, as all. The yeah. double feature one. Oh, that was a, and it, that was plus not it a boring had, one. The other one was. Yes, yeah, I was like, was. boring is an interesting way to describe it. I can see yeah. you not liking it, but it was boring. It was they just boring. they just the talked the whole time. That was worse. He that's, had Kurt Russell what, and Cars. And that's Tarantino. Tarantino's all of his movies are like. There's always at least one. Like death, I thought death has proof. Like I thought death, really proof, death proof was like Tarantino just patting himself on the back for the dialogue, and I thought it dragged awesome. on. What's was, the exact category called? Uh, th the three worst movies by directors you love. So it doesn't have to be a movie you hate, but like what is the weakest of their filmography? Just to make sure we clarify that, because I'm trying to think of a three Coen worst Brothers movies one. by good directors, or what's the directors you love? Oh, okay. I was about oh, to say, I, I love like, Tarantino. Oh, my bad. Okay, I, I, I could Tarantino. change it. Tarantino like... actually is one of my favorites, but I don't. I that that you're right, Brad. That'd probably be his one weakness. But he doesn't have many weaknesses. He doesn't. I'll admit. I'll admit. He's got a very strong filmography, though. Even though I don't like him, I think he's a weird, uh, okay. creepy person. Well, but I was about to go the easy route until it was because uh, I didn't know it was directors we like because I was going to just uh, name a lot of Shyamalan movies. But also, he's not a good director, so it really doesn't. No, the, the bottom of the way, pile but... of a director that you usually like, I, I can change it from love because you know not everyone. Well, no, like... I just I this is going to take me doing some quick research. Yeah, because I know I, Brad I, is the only one that's have haven't those... answered yet either. Um, I'm still going to stick with it just so we don't have a bunch of dead air. <laughs> and plus, well, we can still uh, death. Death proof is boring. I'm glad y'all liked it, but it was. Oh my god. It, I didn't like rad. it. It's definitely the weakest of Tarantino. But it's definitely not. But like, it's stuff of the going... of the uh, double feature, it's the better of those two. The Alien one after that. Oh no, worse. Planet Terror was awesome. That's that one was horrible, way better. Horrible movie. Way better, no question. Um, let's see. Uh, I might just have to go heavy on Spielberg since I'm more familiar with him. <laughs> um, oh gonna... yeah, here we go. All right, cool. Uh, Lost World, Spielberg. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that one is that. One that is a terrible movie. I'll give you that. Um, I'm going to go to David Fincher because I do like a lot of David Fincher movies. He's very consistent. I'm either going to, I'm trying to decide between two movies though. I think I'm going to go maybe Benjamin Button. And that's not a bad movie, but I feel like it was, if like he was outside of his comfort zone trying to make a an Oscar -y pick like he did with Mank as well. And there's nothing wrong, like, you know, Social Network was Oscar -y, but that's a great movie. Was, was it between that and Mank? Because Mank was real real yeah boring. i think i'm 
Yeah, I'm trying to decide because I haven't seen is that a joke? not he's not death proof boring. No, Mank was uh, incredibly uh, that was Mank, a slog. M-A-N-K. Are those actually two different movies? Or are you correcting Austin in a sarcastic no, way? No. Oh, oh no, 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 Mank, no, no. Mank was a separate movie. Oh, okay. Mank was about okay. the making I, I of Citizen you were Kane. Being a smart it should have been. It was. It was like the making spoke. of one of the most interesting movies ever, and and they somehow made it a absolute chore. Yeah, I might, to I might go it. with Mank from Fincher because at least Benjamin Button kind of was an interesting story, even though there was a lot yeah. of CGI in it. I don't know. I can't. But yeah, I don't like when he goes Oscar. Baby too I like the part where Brad one. Pitt was like 105 and he's playing with the choo-choo train like a little kid. That was kind of. I think fun. I'm going to stick with Benjamin Button actually because I, I, yeah, I did. Right, Mank I was kind of interesting too. for one viewing, but not a great movie. But uh, Eric, go ahead. And this is not one I actually looked up. I actually thought of this one. Um, the Irishman. Okay. Scorsese. It was. It was a little lengthy. You didn't um, like that part it, where where ninety seven Robert De Niro beat the crap out of that like twenty yeah. year old. You didn't. Think that was again, I just I I'm with abbreviated motions. It, I <laughs> I do I hold him to a high standard, and I do. I actually liked it fine, movies. but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue. It, with it's you. not. I don't it like not, hate the movie. I just three and a half hours. It doesn't need to be three and a half hours. I've made this argument with uh, with other with friends before. Of no movie should really be over three, and I've looked it up of like the best ones, and it's like one movie. I think it was The Godfather Part Two. The Godfather That's, Two is is pretty good because Godfather One pretty. is technically two hours fifty five, and I was like over three hours is what I googled, and it really was a bunch of bad movies and Godfather Part Two. So like, stop making movies over three hours. It no movie needs to be that long. Anyway, I'm trying to think about because I feel like Hitchcock. I have to choose one. I'm trying to think if there's one I really don't like. So I'm going to try to maybe think about a Coen Brothers first. Yeah. There's a couple of Coen Brothers that I don't like. Like they are. See, really but I wouldn't. I, I I will Ooh, say was, I didn't really. Uh, the Lady Killers was a little rough, but I, I never saw it though. It. I never saw that. Was Oh Brother Where Art Where Art Where Art That movie is awesome. I need oh, to yeah, rewatch it, but I'm sticking with it for now because okay. I hated it when I first watched right. it. That's funny. His dad loved it, and I liked it. I know. I really do. The Lady Killers is. I probably like it, but I would even say I didn't really like the Ballad. I didn't like the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, but I wouldn't say it was a bad movie. I just didn't care for it. It was, it was there was parts I liked, and I might have the, to go uh, with favorite. Welcome ones, to yeah. Welcome to Marwin. Did y'all ever see that? Who was who did that though? That was Robert Zemeckis who did yeah, Back to the Future and Forrest Gump and Death Becomes Her and Flight and I mean I'm Eric. Blind. You should watch the trailer for that. Steve Carell and it's like it's bad. It was a like, bad movie. It's like Toy Soldier and Dolls or whatever. Like come to light or whatever. Like the 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 CGI looked terrible. And I remember it was getting like Oscar buzz leading up to it. I'm like that looks awful. And I want Steve Carell to succeed, but oh my goodness, that looks awful. And it did not do well either. I'm like yeah, because it's a weird looking movie with like terrible special effects. Yeah, but- he also he also did Contact, Castaway, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Romancing the Stone, um, the semi-successful Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey, Contact, uh, the horror classic, undisputed horror film, What Lies Beneath, that scared audiences worldwide. Um, so all that to say, Robert Zemeckis is pretty successful, but Welcome to Marwin. I don't know that, I think Mandy and I might have turned it off halfway one night because we got tired and we're like, I, I don't care to finish it. It was what It was <sighs> a bad no but and like i like him as a director i love who framed roger rabbit i love the back to the future movies castaway is great uh and like i said i mean i named several of those that i think y'all have heard of and probably seen and welcome to marwin was a bad bad boring movie in my opinion so i think that's i think that's a i'm 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 happy with my picks well my coen brother pick is either 
No, I'm, I'm about to do my second because I'm I pretty don't, much don't gonna, say it, Austin. Don't say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna not say it, but it was it was close. Only because I want to give it a second chance. I think I've only seen it once, maybe twice. But I'm actually gonna go with Ballad of Buster Scruggs because the parts that okay, I did not, good, good. the parts I, I didn't good. like, I didn't like. I thought he was gonna say Lou and Davis, and I was gonna. I, leave. No, I, I, was gonna like, I almost I, said Duel just to make you mad. <laughs> you know, you know, Duel's awesome. Stop acting like you don't love. No, Duel. it's very middle of the road. It doesn't. I, I, okay, do uh, from either direction. Honestly. Middle of the road. No. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you <laughs> like it so much, like made me want to say it. But it, it's a perfectly acceptable movie. It's so it's you're just way, so awesomely. You're cheesy. way too into it, but oh yeah, it's wait, not, it's, it's not, not a top either. three. I I know I'm kidding yeah. around, but yeah. I do I do love how just cheesy it is and how it's just a simple story. Right. And oddly Austin, enough, it was okay. it was written by the guy who wrote Duel wrote. Um, Oh no, I'm blanking on it. Y'all keep going. I have to look it up now. I don't know. It's, 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 it's pretty. Good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, trivia. I feel I like an, I need to have an honorable mention for Spielberg because I do feel like the, I do like a lot of Spielberg, and then I like. Did you do any of the other Brothers? Because that'd be an easy one. No, here, here you, you know, go. He didn't Eric, direct any of the other ones. Richard um, Richard Matheson, who was a famous author, he wrote "I Am Legend," "Hell House," the short story for Duel, "The Shrinking Man," and then the screenplay for Jaws Three. Uh, <laughs> so just kind of kind of all over the place okay um shoot for brad what did you say for spielberg um i said oh, war horse i, I, yeah, I hate it i never oh because yeah, you're saying that was a good one or a, like a good movie or a good no pick? no 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 i no, i did not like no it was a good pick sorry good pick because oh, i don't like I, I actually saw that one i didn't see some of those other ones that look bad eric eric don't watch um, it it's awful but honestly, I might. Look, it looks honestly, like War Horse. It looks like a made-for-TV movie. It's so. Actually, I'm going to choose a different one. I'm going to choose another one uh, from uh, honorable mention here. Sorry, is the Post from Spielberg? Not because it's necessarily a bad movie. It was that because I it, love it, the topic. Like it should have been a home run for someone like me because I love political history and all that kind of stuff. And yet it was still not interesting. And I'm just like, it, it was. It was similar actors, to yeah. Great plot. All the, all the president's like, men is so much better. So oh, oh, much yeah. better. All the president is a riveting movie about a similar topic, and yet the post. I I I watched it. I watched the whole thing, paid attention, didn't do anything else. I had no idea. Like I couldn't tell you a single line or scene, and yet, like I could remember so much about all the president's men, which I I haven't seen probably in ten years, and I watched the post five years ago no clue like the, it's just I it's remember amazing you and I talking about that yeah yeah it was just so, it was so forgettable and it had like what tom hanks meryl streep i feel like there was a couple of other like really good actors in it i didn't like the no way it reason. either and i'm really like eric talks about me like with move with movie titles but the other thing is and because i like historical movies the most out of the three of us and when there's a historical movie that doesn't look i don't like like a movie that doesn't look like the actual time or it looks like people are just wearing like a costume like you know i always use american hustle for and that's example, a good example because that was, I hated that movie for many reasons. On top of the fact that it was obviously very overrated by the Oscars, but I hated the way like it was like a '70s party that we would have. Yep. It had nothing that it, it did not. It resemble. looked like a costume party with yeah, a big was, budget. And, and the, obviously, the post was not like that. Like it wasn't that exaggerated. But there was a look about it. Like maybe it was just the way they like lit the movie. It was just not a good. It wasn't a good looking movie, and it just didn't. It was missing something. When again. I, I could easily say like, you know, uh, Ready Player One, even though I've never seen it, but that one at least wasn't geared towards someone like me. I'm not interested in that type of movie, but the fact that I should love the post and I was left 
like yeah kind of like brad where it's just like i don't think about the movie because it was just so underwhelming but my last one i think is gonna be also underwhelming um uh, which is a hitchcock pick um i think i'm gonna choose i confess which most people don't know but it has a really interesting plot uh, had a good actor an interesting plot about like a priest who hears like someone confesses to murder and the priest montgomery clift i haven't looked it up in a little while um i think is the actor in it um he he's the priest and he hears you know he's the priest hearing the confession so he can't he's not supposed to speak out because oh someone confessed to murder but then the priest himself becomes the suspect for the murder that he knows who did the murder it's like wow that's a perfect hitchcock wow. movie and the fact that he didn't he made that forgettable similar to the post it was it was less of a bad movie as like it was it felt like it was right up his wheelhouse of wrongfully accused not the movie and uh wrongfully accused characters um and it was just forgettable which is unfortunate yeah. so mine are benjamin button for fincher ballad of bester scruggs for cohen even though i don't really love raising arizona i could have chosen that one i know mom and dad love that one I, I, I love raising arizona i've liked a little bit more i haven't watched in a while all the cohen brothers though all the cohen brothers movies that i've seen every single one has gotten yeah, a little better tough one each to, time i need to right, do Eric, how many have you done I've done three. We want to do a recap of everybody's or each person say there are three. I think I just said mine, so I'm good. Oh, I get the director too. I had the Lost World, Spielberg, the Irishman, Scorsese. Oh, that's right. And Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Coen Brothers. (sighs) I'll rewatch it. I I knew knew, knew you didn't like it as the rest of us. I have not seen it since then. And everybody talks about how great it is, but I think I I don't. I could see you. No, I I really, I I am pretty uh str- I, it it takes a lot when when comedies when they're doing southern accents which i'm guessing i feel like they were yeah it, if they don't do it right it bo- it, it it they lose me i they they exaggerate it so much and i feel like that's what they did when i watched it then i will i will give it a rewatch and i might have to take that one back i will say that but i'm sticking with it for now as far as coen brothers movies goes it's it's definitely my least favorite but that's just because they have so many great ones brad I had, writing something well i was just making sure i had them all down no hey, we could just hear the impressions on the on the paper wow. oh my 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 apologies <laughs> um which by the way i will chime in and say ready ready player one i haven't read the book and a lot of people didn't really like the movie i thought it was pretty fun it was just a popcorn movie nothing really special but it entertained me um of spielberg's but i had for my three i had Steven Spielberg's War Horse, I thought it was incredibly boring. Uh, Death Proof, I thought was boring, even though it had Kurt Russell and car chases. I just thought it was way too much talking, which is ironic given how much I talk. I get it. That's uh, a weird thing for you not to like. Not it's about Tarantino, to too. Tarantino's, I, known, it, it, Tarantino's known for lengthy yeah. dialogue. I know, scenes. I know. And, and I'll admit, it's it could have been, movie. I've seen it once. It could have been that I watched it back to back. Like I, I watched, we need to do a rewatch. I you watched Death Stupid Planet I, I watched, I, I watched it in whatever order you're supposed to. So I did Planet Terror. You needed Death Proof, correct? That, that no, it's Death Proof first. Death Blow. <laughs> I, did, I did it right. So I'm, I'm saying I'll I did it right. So I may, I may have watched it first. That. I looked it up because I watched all the fake trailers and everything. Because the reason I watched them that way was because Nicolas Cage was in it. When I was doing my Nicolas Cage marathon, he had like a very small cameo. So I was like, I only can count it if I watch it the way it came out in theaters. Anyway, all that to say, mm-hmm. It wasn't my favorite, but also Tarantino, all of his movies have been entertaining. So it was a low point in his career, in my opinion. And then uh, Robert Zemeckis, who was a a very solid director, 
going on 40 plus years. Uh, Welcome to Marwin with Steve Carell, I thought was yeah. uh, pretty, pretty horrible. Shall we get into the next? Eric, give, give us a clue, if you don't mind. Slowly okay. give us clues and we'll see who guesses. I'll already know what it is. So, so we're going oh, from, you, I'll see if I can go from trying to get home from Thanksgiving to trying to get home for Christmas. Okay. I think I already guessed, but I know if you're about to go. Star. Oh, okay. It's two years I'm in a row. I'm not actually paying. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, I was, I was like, kidding. wow. I was, I was like, wow. I was way no, off. No, no, no. Brad, I bet Brad does know, but I thought about it mid podcast. How funny it would be to make us watch I'll Be Home for Christmas because I have watched some point we will. Eric, we can, I, can, I, can I ask it a is really a... obscure? Can I, give, can I give what I think will be a really small you, I think Austin? you definitely know what it is. Does it have Oscar nominee Michael Shannon in it? Yes. Oh, I, I think he's the I should, I had an a angel. Guess that, that was going to be. He, yeah. He's awesome in it. If he's I'm the thinking angel, of the right. right? I've, yeah, wa yeah. I've watched that two times, I think. The this last, one, like, five I will years. not I like spoil it. too much, but when Austin, when you were saying there hasn't been a good Christmas movie in a while, I think this is it's not it's, it's not up there with the classic like top oh, five. It's, it's always, very rewatchable, but though. it's but it's a very rewatchable new Christmas movie, and I appreciate that. So, anyways, it is the the night before. My, first of all, the move the movie is fun. Michael Shannon, I'm glad he gets the parts he gets. I've never watched a movie and thought they should have cast somebody else instead of Michael Shannon. He's I, I don't, I'm not that familiar with him. Wasn't he in the? <laughs> uh, uh, He's like a serious actor. I know what, he's a serious. Oh he's a serious actor. Like, he was in The Shape of Water. Glass Onion. Glass Onion was the second one. What the heck is that? It's like one of my favorite. Uh, was he in Knives Out? out? Wasn't he in Knives Out? I'm gonna feel bad. Oh yeah, yeah, he one. was. I think. Yeah, that's that like was one just one such a big cast. I, I know uh, he, he had was he way was, down he was the totem pole on those. But if y'all have never seen Take Shelter, that was one of his few like starring roles. I've seen that one, and it was good. He was in Bug, which was one of William Friedkin's. Uh, I mean, actually, one of his last movies. He died this year, uh, with him and Ashley Judd, and it's just like at a hotel, and he's really good in that. Anyway, he's almost always, he just almost always. But the, goes the whole cast. I mean, I think the three main though, characters in a good way were done well. We're not going to get into a review yet, but it's. I, I'm. I do typically. I've started watching this most uh, Christmases. Wait, did we say the name? Or we know what it is. Yeah, I said the, so. the, he, he said the night before. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I might have been typing my Seth Rogen, quick, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt, I'm uh, Mackie, Anthony Mackie, Anthony Mackie, three main guys, and then uh, your guy Shannon. So, all right, anyways, Brad, do you want to sign us off? Sounds good. <laughs>